And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsi, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 89 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Alex. Hello, Howdy. Jenna. Howdy. Thank you for welcoming back, even though you tried 17 other people first. Not true. Just You two. weren't the last person we asked. <laughs> I just happen to live in the house of yeah. which you're having the podcast. Yeah. So that it's works. It's very helpful. It it's is very helpful. helpful. It was a joy to catch up on so many books last night until the wee hours to try to read four books for the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank you. Sure. 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 Uh, everyone have a good week? Uh-huh. It's yeah. been cold. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's ridiculously cold for Georgia. I was promised global warming, and I have not received any global warming yet. I would like to have some now, please. I remember the summer, so <clears throat> we had. It wasn't that bad this summer. It really was. wasn't. We had, like, no. what, one 100-day... I remember when we'd Back get like. Back in my day, we had to walk uphill both ways in the heat. Yeah, but seriously, we did. Yeah. But there would be multiple hundred plus days oh, yeah. in the summer, yeah. and it's been pretty mild. Okay, but there's there's a difference. We're doing a bit here, but there's a difference between climate and weather. Yes, yes. I, I understand. Yeah. I yeah. understand. You can't use localized data to yeah. predict global events. I know this, and you know this. We, we all have a good laugh. Yeah. Just for the record. <laughs> Let there be no confusion. Actually, the colder East Coast is predicted by global warming. Yeah. So. yeah. Anyway, at M.A. Haynes. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't said that in a while. Ooh. Or if you guys keep saying Oh, no, we, we still do, do that. We God, do that. Yeah. We do that thing. That's why nobody follows me on Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweet something out and be like, I think I get a pity one like two days later. It's like, oh, Mike tweeted something out. Or it's always Jen. <laughs> or Tom King. No, Tom King has stopped like, oh, oh no, he, he did like something recently. I don't know. You know what's out on Wednesday, by the way? The hardcover of Sheriff of Babylon? Vision. Is that one coming out? Yeah. yeah. We finally get oh, hard pre orders for Sheriff of Babylon have the hard... FOC, I think, is the okay. All right. The hard for vision finally paid off. Yeah. Yes. Hashtag. And uh one of the editors at Marvel was tweeting out pictures of it with the dust jacket off, and you know what it looks like with the dust jacket off? Exactly what we wanted. It looks like that cover that had the <gasps> family scrapbook. Really? On. Yes. It looks like the scrapbook with the water stains and everything. Am the excite. I am. Well, what's the dust jacket look like then? The family tree cover. That's oh, the, dia- okay. the like circuit diagram. That's the wow. I, so I'll have like this really expensive hardcover book that I won't put the dust jacket on. So that's cool. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So it's really weird. Like kind of reaching into the future and influencing things. I like that. Yeah. Like force projection, but cool. Not, but not. And I don't have to fade away at the end. Although I kind of do. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and for those of you who can't see this because this is an audio medium, Mike is actually a glowy blue ghost. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but that's only from all the Viagra. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. That's from. I was gonna say that's what I'm into, but then you said that. 
That's from leaving your Viagra in that radiation chamber and going yes. in to get it and having oh. the door locked behind you. Yes, having my intrinsic field scattered for yeah. me. Hmm, that's not a lightsaber. I'm glad I wasn't around when your uh, uh, nervous system started reforming. After yeah, that. those were weird days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a migraine waiting to happen. Like those, uh, like those diagrams that you see in biopsych classes that scale the part of the body to the amount of nerve sensitivity in it. I've never seen one of those. Oh, they're really cool. Are they? Yeah. Hmm. They're like the electoral maps where they resize parts of the U.S. based on population density. So can I have, like, nerve-ending gerrymandering? That would be cool. I can just decide which part of my body gets more nerve endings? Um, Hint. <laughs> Hint. That's already... If you had seen these diagrams... That's already there. That's already there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the joke, in fact. Oh, you go in oh. to get the Viagra and you come out a large, blowy, blue <laughs> dick nervous system. Oh. The origin of the two-humptiness penis. Oh. <laughs> Two-humped. <laughs> it all comes back together. Paper Girls 19. Oh, okay. Who's missing Brian now? Okay. The shadow? Yes. Sure. The shadow knows. Paper girl. 19. 19. I had to catch up. I had to go back and read three eight issues of Paper Girls because I haven't started since the last arc ended. Yeah. And I missed the first issue because, I don't know, I couldn't find it in the abyss. I read Alex's. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah. So we have this huge box of comics and I was rapidly digging through it last night looking for stuff. Um, yeah, we have this huge box of comics. This one particular huge box of comics, not more, the one box of comics. That's the only way I could get it out of the game room in, in bulk. Yes. Uh, don't lift it, by the way. <laughs> don't plan on it. Um, so I don't really remember how the last arc ended, so this was a rush for me to try to catch up here. Yeah. Uh, I still don't have any clue what's going on. That's You know what? You're just not going to. That's okay. the nature of the beast. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. All right. I was yeah. like, okay, like, I feel like I'm missing clue- something. The most clue you get to what's going on is, I think it was issue 17, maybe, where the cartoonist who they meet starts explaining what's going on a little. Yeah, and that felt weird to me, actually. That was the last issue, wasn't it? It would have been, maybe it was the last one. It's all blending together, it was like 11 o'clock at night, so. And then you get the priorist calling grandpa, grandfather, whatever, Joppo. And you're like, what? I like the nod to Evangelion, because it seemed like that other yeah. robot was definitely an yeah. Ava, right? Had yeah. the grinning face on and everything. So, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's just a fucked up book. It's still well done. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, that's going to be, well, not now, but I was going to wait for the trades to come out to catch up. But obviously, that's not going to happen now, but... I'll have to keep reading the, the floppies. Ha, ha, ha. Great, you're well, bringing you know, me back the into one, the floppies. The next one ends the arc, and you can just go back to trade Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're five-issue arcs. We meet Tiffany Future Past. Yeah. In yeah. This issue. I don't remember dressing like that in the 80s, but that's cool. That was that was 99. Is it 99? Yeah. yeah. So what are, but what, it, what are they? Because the only thing I can think of is that video where they're all dancing to Thomas the Tank Engine under the bridge. <laughs> they with, are goths. Where they had the goth kids yeah. doing the goth dancing. So they, are they goths? They are, they are goths. They are goths. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. wasn't he like blue or something? No, he had on makeup. Blue makeup? White makeup. Like Chris Pale, Angel. very pale. Oh. Okay. With eyeshadow. Okay. All right. It's fair. 
They're adorable. And I love both, when they meet their, their older selves. It's yes, really funny. It is always fun. And we realize that only Tiffany can see the, the robots. fighting robots. Yeah. Yeah, but they hear the crashing, right? And and then the, the house is actually destroyed for them, right? Yeah. So but they, don't, they just don't know what happened. They just can't see it. That's only, crazy. Only the Tiffany's can see it. That's mm-hmm. a fucked up book. I really hope somebody turns this into like a TV show or something. Wouldn't it be yeah. cool? Yeah. Yeah. Visually, this would be... Seeing a giant fucking tardigrade up there fighting and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. So. Yes. Good stuff. It is wonderful. And we get to see descent among the girls. Uh-huh. Wait, a and bunch of girls keep... in a group are fighting? Right, exactly. Um, I'll tell you what, though, Mac... A bunch of people in a group are fighting. Oh, no. Really? Mac needs to... Chill the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I just think it's really funny how they're all like, but we're best friends. How can we not keep in touch with each other after tonight? Oh, my God. Fuck you, basically. Basically, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, as a as a really old person, I did, that bothered me a little bit. I was like, oh, my God. They would go through all of what they're going through and not stay close to each other after that? Yeah. 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 Have you been a person in the world? I yeah. have been a person. Have you in been the world? a child? That I, happens. I, I still hang out with my three high school buddies. Oh. So, I think it's different once you get to high school. I'd say right. so. like I'm okay. not fr- even they're in high what? school. I was not really they're friends like with 12. anyone. I was friends with right. before high school. Yeah, and well, I I have one friend that I've been friends with forever, my entire life. Well, not me. <laughs> uh, I regularly talk to a person from high school. Yeah. I have a couple of friends from high school who, after they got married, I stopped hearing out of them, period. Hmm. Well, I took it as foreshadowing that this book ends very poorly for everybody, and mm-hmm. that's why they don't want to see each other and be well, reminded. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> At least one person it's going to end super poorly for. But I mean, like, to the point where nobody wants to talk to each other again? Yeah. In it, in, in this timeline. Anyway. And it, right. it opens with, like nightmare visions of people in hell so i I don't know that there was never ever an expectation that was gonna be there's the hope factor touchy feely (laughs) you figure like maybe they're going to try to avoid that but when did mike become mr hopeful people person what happened i don't know something is terribly wrong i found that recently my movie viewing experience is more enjoyable if i have this outlook on things Uh, doomsday clock probably started this for me okay i'd rather just Hey, man, why don't we all get along? <laughs> Maybe try that route this time and see if that I produces mean, anything. I'm not complaining. I'm down with this <laughs> this new mic for 2018. Just, well, we're, we're only five days into it. Let's see how long it lasts. Yeah, eventually my classical return. Yeah, have, mm-hmm. have me back on in six months. We'll see what happens. We'll go back to Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> Brad's drink. Bibb's lithiated lemon-lime soda. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> a nice glass of Waco. Okay. Yeah. What? Nothing. We're okay. going, we're calling we're sodas by the sodas, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, the dog didn't hey. like it either. These two dogs of ours are so dumb. This <laughs> How cat, dumb are they? This cat fucks them up every time, and they still go back for more. Like, yeah. Lucy is not backing down. She's really just going to kill them. Yeah. And she's stalking one of them now. Well, yeah, okay. Yesterday morning, they woke me up at 6 o'clock because they decided they wanted to chase her into the bathroom door. The closed bathroom door. And then all of a sudden, I smelled blood. I was like, <laughs> she, was one of them's dead. Like, legit blood. One of them is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. So, comics. Comics. Yeah. 
anything else on Paper Girls? It's very good and still I don't know how they're going to wrap up this arc in one issue, but good luck. Mm-hmm. I'm, I look forward to it. Uh, Scales and Scoundrels number five. Which should be the end of the first arc, end of the first trade, I believe. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, we finally, I'm trying to do this in like a, is it still good thing. This book is really good. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say other than that without being like, spoilers. Well, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about this one without yeah, spoilers. Yeah, this one has a lot. They go places and do things and see new sights, and it's very There good. is gold. In them, there are hills. Well, them, there are them are subterranean lakes. Yeah. Yeah, so this whole place is underground. Wait, are they in the Lost Sea? Are they, like, hanging out <laughs> they in Tennessee? Be. They might be in Tennessee. It's entirely pop. Possible? Probable? Possible. Yep. Possible. Yes. Uh... Uh, what is that thing? What is that it's a demon. thing? It's just a demon? Uh, she calls it a demon. It's a really scary looking thing. And if it were... Like, I love how cartoony this book is. But uh-huh. if that were drawn in, like, a realistic way, I would be shitting my that pants. Would be terrible. It would be the most horrifying. Yeah, but I really want to see Lou yeah. just totally drake out. Yeah. I'm ready for her to start with those uh, Degrassi monologues. <laughs> I'm so glad you went there. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, the probability of me actually making that connection and going there was super low. You got very lucky this morning. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's literally the only way you could walk me into a Degrassi joke. Okay. I have no other working knowledge of it to get there. Oh, aw. No, it's, it's okay. My sister... Watched it and I would leave the room because it just seemed terrible. Oh, I liked it. I this is the same man that just talked to us for 30 minutes about Fuller House. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, people like what people like. I, I don't was, care if you like Degrassi. I watched the Canadian version of Degrassi, which was which Radio was Degrassi. Free, which w- was, w- it was a Canadian show, baby. Degrassi was, was Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Was Radio really? Free Roscoe was also Canadian. He watched okay. the more Canadian version. I watched of the it. super Canadian version. The hipster Canadian version, <laughs> Radio he, Free Roscoe. He watched yeah. the deep northern Canadian version it's, of it. It al- it almost like scares me that you watched Radio Free Roscoe because that was when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> well, pretty, pretty well. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, you kind of actually remind me of the DJ chick that was on there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, she was hot. Hey, that's inappropriate. <laughs> no. She's Kryptonian. It's fine. Um, <laughs> she was of age at the time. Okay. He I made should, sure. I made sure of these <laughs> things. I had to look up her and Christina Aguilera at the time, so I made sure. Okay. Gross. And that wasn't well, she was trying to look then. them up oh, yeah. together. What? That mm. wasn't you trying to look well, you know them what? up that's together. That's the point. We all did that. That's I fine. Could've. Yeah. <laughs> would have worked for me. <laughs> Radio Free Aguilera. I would have been into that. Hey now. Radio Free Holler Bat Girl. Wait, no, that was Ben Stefani. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it. Ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you broke it. Christina ain't no Holler Bat Girl. So, no. paper, not paperback girls. Scales and Oh, paperback. Girls. What? Scales and Scoundrels. Very good. If you you want a fun, fun, dungeon-y romp. Fun, fun. Good, good book. Okay. Do we want to call spoilers so we can talk about spoiler things that happen in it? Yeah, sure. Spoilers! 
It's like otherwise you're gonna have to do it like iambic pentameter to make it interesting. So Koro is Aki's sister. What is she? Yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> I thought that... in the beginning that was the whole thing in the beginning. But her father was bald, and his father had long flowing hair. I need to go back and reread it. <laughs> Hold on. Hold, please. You just read this. Like two, two seconds ago. No, this was last night when I was. I was going to say, this it is, was a shock that is... Corey and Ander were sisters. Because I shut up. <laughs> My first thought was, wait, he has two mothers, and then he refers to his father. And I'm like, okay, his father just has super long, flowy hair. Okay. Huh. <laughs> well, huh. So a careful reading of this book will produce results. Next time when I read it, and I am. Looking at the not waves. underneath of a heated blanket falling asleep. I will let you know what I thought about that. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't that what you just read? What was it? Oh, no, you read was, Raven Pirate yeah, Girl yeah, or something. Yeah, I just finished Raven. Okay. All right. That's so. What? Oh, that's me. Is it you? Yeah. Yes, your phone is near the board. You can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. I tried, I tried to zhuzh us. Or the rad count just went up in the room, which is entirely possible. <laughs> well, yeah. So wait, if you if you reformed after being irradiated going into that chamber to get your Viagra, it broke his intrinsic field. He wasn't irradiated. Right. It, okay. it broke his intrinsic field and which is All right, I was going to ask if Geiger counters go off when you get a boner, which was the point <laughs> and funnier, but fine. Sorry. Be pedantic. You I'm ruined sorry. it. I'm sorry. You ruined it. I'm sorry. Plus we know John doesn't get a boner. <laughs> oh. He can. He, he can. He can make his it's doppelgangers not... have bonus. That's true. Yes. Yeah, okay. Many of them at once. Yes, and Lori did not like that. Which, what? come on. She, come on, girl. Come I'd be like, on. okay, you prime you, don't pay attention to me. All the others, let's go. <laughs> Do this. Don't look at me. Maybe she's just not into blue man group sex. <laughs> well, that's where she's wrong. <laughs> just fine. I'm really into old man Al sex. Oh, you, you know what? You're right. You're right. Those those are different people. They are. I just was very falling asleep. A lot of people are two different people. You're not wrong. (laughs) I Alexed it. You Alexed it. I did that thing. It's funny when it's not me. Oh, that's good. It's funny when it is me. All right, poor, uh, poor darling. And this this is our first issue where we get true confirmation that she is in fact. Oh, well, I mean, we got it in the first issue with her it's eyes going. The wrr- implication wrr- wrr- of <laughs> the implication. Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to burn these guys. It's the implication. It's the implication. Um. Yeah. 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 Cool. But everybody saw it this time. Yes. So that's well, not everybody. Everybody saw the eye thing. The the demon admit the demon gets her to admit she's a dragon. Like the right. demon calls yeah. her. She admits yeah. it for the first time overtly here as well. Yes. Point. Yeah. Which they did not hear. They just saw the weird cat eyes. Mm-hmm. And probably some cat weird eyes. hissing. I'm sorry, did you say hissing or pissing? Hissing. Okay. <laughs> that one. Although, if you're peeing and it makes that noise, you should have it looked at. Or you just, like, really needed to pee. Whistle while you work. Into an iceberg. <laughs> Crosswind, number six. Yeah. Hey. Who all's reading this book now? I read just it. Us. I, caught, oh, I read okay. every issue but the first one, because Good. for some reason we don't like issue number ones around here. No, it's in the box somewhere. 
I looked at that box three times. All right. Anyway, so I read two through six last night. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. It's very interesting. At first, the art was very off-putting to me. Yeah. Because it was like, did you just take photographs and then draw over them? And now yeah. it's just awkwardly your friends in this book. But <laughs> but did you go in the back of these books? Because in the back, they always have, you know, the process. Everybody does that now. Yeah. Uh, where the pencils. The pencils are beautiful. Yeah, they're insane. And so somehow between the coloring and the inking, it loses something for me. But it doesn't take away from the book. The book is still really good. I would agree with that at first, but it just really it it builds on it. That, mm. It builds. It builds. On it. it really builds. That's on a real it. good book. <laughs> I tell you what, it's one of those two people. Those two people with them lips. Oh my god! Everybody, go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> and did you see the flaps on that? You truck? know, now I'm not going to be able to get out of that. Without speaking like this, so just you're go all Scottish. Welcome. Just go Scottish. No. You'll be fine. Mm-mm. Crosswind Woof. is uh, it's it's good. It is good. I enjoyed the hell out of the story. It just felt a little rushed. Like I was like, oh no, because and this happened when we were reading Redline. Like I was like, oh my god, the story is going like a million miles an hour. That's either really bad or really good. And I thought maybe Crosswind got canceled, so she was just like accelerating the shit out of the timeline. <laughs> uh, clearly, that's not the case, no. which is good. Um, but so I, maybe I just wanted like one more issue of seeing them struggle yeah. in each other's bodies or yeah. whatever. But or being I really around each other in each other's bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really good. That was. That was fantastic. Oh, the mom with the mobster boss in her just fucking killed me. Like, beat yeah. up all the neighborhood kids oh, and yeah. shit like that. Oh, yeah. so it was very funny. It comes out. It's so good. It is it's very funny and entertaining, but mm-hmm. at a breakneck pace, too. I just, yeah. you know you know me, I rarely want things to slow down. I wanted just a couple more issues of the Freaky Friday shit that's going on. So. And I read this the other day, but I need to get, like, confirmation. And they're sisters. Did you know that? <laughs> Don't make it weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I read this the other day, and I need to get confirmation on it, but it looks like it's going to be a TV show. Crosswind? Yeah. That's cool. Well, I guess, guess my, I guess I guess my wish. You gets your wish. You fucked up God everybody damn now. It. You fucked up everybody now. Gonna have to talk like this yeah. the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, Sci-Fi's doing it. Oh, no shit. Cool. So that's gonna be fucking awesome, and I'm gonna devour that. Did you see that they cast Sabrina for the Netflix show? No, I didn't. No. announced that yesterday. Oh, snap. Is um, it the chick from Radio Free Roscoe? We don't care if it's not. It is the girl from Mad Men. The, there were several. Not the daughter from West Wing. No, not not her. <laughs> <laughs> he tried so hard. Sorry, Did you, you see it? Yeah, his eyes got like saucers there as he was trying to draw knowledge from the space-time continuum into his brain not- pan. I can't do it either. Zoe Bartlett, who okay. was played by an Vratu actress. <laughs> I said your words. Um, no. Uh, Sabrina is being played by... Was there a really young person on Mad Men? Kiernan Shipka. Okay. Who was... Um, I promise you we're not googling anything right now he's just very slowly talking definitely she was someone Draper was it Don Draper's daughter then I would think it would have to be the daughter that's what I said that's what I was assuming when I said the girl from see I didn't watch Mad Men I did I did watch 
uh, half a season of Mad Men. I did watch half an episode until I fell asleep because it was boring as fuck. Right, that one. That happened. And it's okay, about terrible people. I know who this girl is. I mean, she's got a good look for Sabrina. She, yeah. So is it the chilling adventures of Sabrina that yes. they're doing? Okay. Oh, yeah, she does. That, she looks real good. In My understanding for is that it role. is supposed to be in continuity with Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spinoff. I fucking love Riverdale so much. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> All right, this is the rest of the podcast. No, We're done. Okay. no, no, no. Let's go. I fucking love that. Let's show. go. Blue okay. piping, blue white piping shorts. Oh, Come on. God. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. Oh look, I'm glowing blue again. <laughs> no, that's inappropriate. All those women are of age. They're of age. Yes, they are. They're in their twenties, right? Yeah. The only one that's yeah. not appropriate is the one that. Shut up! I don't want to talk about it. No, Archie, shut up. No. Nope. He's like shirtless. I'm like, that's a 16 year old boy. He's not. He was he's 19, 19 when they started filming. Oh yeah, I'll be like, he's now. But he's old for his age. He's old for his. I was like, oh, that's only three years older than my son, Jen. Don't like, be gross. <laughs> don't be gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Cheryl, holy shit, Cheryl is ridiculous. Damn. But I like the show. Other than, I mean, that's just bonus feature. Fe- Riverdale's fantastic. Sorry, Riverdale's a good, good show. <laughs> boner bonus. <laughs> boner bonus. <laughs> Mike's back. This is going to be a six-hour episode. Every time I watch a show, I go camping. <laughs> All right, what's next? Hawkeye, 14. You're so weird. Um, Did you see the cover for this issue, Mike? Uh, all right, so I gave up on this book only because the most recent Hawkeye I had read was the Matt Fraction stuff, which I loved and adore. Um, and this, actually, so it was tougher for me to switch over to her <sighs> being in it. Oh, no. It's not what it looks like. It's exactly what we expected, though. Yep. I'm going to go back and read these in trade um, yeah. to catch up because yeah. I, I think I would like these. It is I don't think I gave good. it enough of a chance. It's, it's real good. very good. Unfortunately, it's ending with number 16. Right. Oh, so perfect. No, not can, perfect. Need to happen more. Need but for to me get personally. more, more book, book. You can still read it and trade before the thing's canceled. That's right. All right. Like, uh, oh, I mean, you can't now. It wasn't that loud. I have headphones on too. Don't be dramatic. Just felt like somebody threw a rubber metal can. Something, something. Kick you. Rubber, yes, a rubber metal can. Rubber, metal rubber can. baby buggy bumpers. There it is. So how was Hawkeye? The only Hawkeye. good thing I can say Hawkeye. is blah, Hawkeye blah, girl. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, it was really good. It was very funny. It was very Clint. So funny. <laughs> so Kate has been absconded with, and Clint Again. is left with no resources in L.A. except her team of like assistant friend people who are much more competent than Clint has ever been. Yeah, but still like... Still fans. Yeah. Still fanboys. You know what my favorite girls. my of favorite Clint moment in this was or though? her. Just in general. Yeah. Oh, just okay. in general. Of, okay. of the Hawks Eye. Of the Hawks. Of the Hawks Eyes. Um my favorite moment was when he walks back into her apartment and makes the beeline for the freezer and takes out the bag yeah. of peas. Oh peas, yes. <laughs> you don't even like peas. Peas are delicious. Give peas a chance. Uh, what are you talking to me? I love peas. Um there's a running joke in this where every time Kate's beaten up, she goes into her freezer and grabs a bag of peas yeah. to put on the a compress. Oh, yeah, nice. which is especially funny to me because I have friends who will go grocery shopping and buy like uh, uh, edamame just to use as cold compacts. Really? Like, yes. But why? They have ice packs now that you can put in your freezer and keep just like a bag of peas. But you can also eat them. 
I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just Edamame, weird. You can I don't just literally thaw it out on I your have... head and then eat it. It'd be perfect. I could cook it with my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you microwave it, heat it up. Yeah, you do. So how's how guy? It's good. <laughs> it's good. Good book. Some things don't change. <laughs> good. Good book. You know what? I have spoken a lot more eloquently lately. So thank Since you. Since I've much. not been on the podcast. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. So is this 16? This is 14. This is 14. So you have two more issues. Two yeah. more issues. Can be able to wrap up storylines yeah. with two yeah. more issues. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm guessing this wasn't a creator decision. This was a Marvel no. decision. And my... And they've been getting rid of books left and right. Yeah, good Did we books. talk about Damn this at all last week? The spate of Marvel cancellations? Squirrel Girl. No, Squirrel Girl's not canceled. Is it not? No. Squirrel Girl is one of their most successful books. It is not canceled. What is the one that you um, like that got canceled? Unstoppable Wasp. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. But that was months ago. That's yeah. not part of this batch. This no. batch is Iceman, which I like and is a good book, and I get. Like, I get why... It, like, X-Men solo books traditionally have never made it more than... Other than Logan. 12, 16 issues. Wolverine. Other than Wolverine. Right, right. Um, unbeatable... Not... Uh, Gwynpool. Yeah, Unbeatable yeah, Gwynpool yeah. is... Probably the one that that and Hawkeye are probably the ones we love the most that are ending. Yeah. Um, Generation X and America. Although they're starting to walk back, America. America maybe. It made a lot maybe. of top ten lists, so I was wondering if they were going to bring it back. Yeah, because that's a well, lot, lot of girl books. Quote girl well, books to cancel. And that's once. the thing. I think She Hulk because She Hulk's canceling She-Hulk, too. But it was announced with part of that spate. Okay. And I think She Hulk probably <clears throat> was coming to an end anyway. Okay. Um, because they're bringing Hulk back, so... Hulk, Hulk? Hulk, Hulk, Bruce okay. Banner, Hulk. Okay. Um, a lot of... And I get it. Like, I want there to be more books that are women characters and non-straight white characters and all that, too. Because a lot of them are well-written. Like, these were all... I mean, I wasn't wild about Generation X, but other than that, like, all of these books that are canceled in Smash, I read and I enjoy. Yeah. I hate to see them go, but if you look at the sales numbers, they were all sub 15,000 issues a month. Yeah. Um, they had been that way for a while. My guess is probably had Legacy not happened, they would have been canceled six months ago. And because of Legacy, they were given an extra arc to try to wrap up. Hmm. That's really bizarre to me because if they're well done and comics having been such a male-dominated thing for so long of my life that now, in this moment, you would think there are more girls into comics, into superheroes, than probably have ever been, and somehow still not finding an audience for these books. I think it is in part that a lot of these books are still not the books that get promoted and marketed. They're not necessarily the books that if you walk into a comic store and say, hey, I've never read comics before, what can recommend I read? something to me. No one's going to start with, read Iceman. Yeah. Or read uh, uh, Unbeatable Gwynpool. One of the, it was Polygon's article, and I love Polygon. They do great work, and they do great comics work normally in their reporting on that. They reported in the article about the spate of books ending that it was a book about an alternate universe Gwen Stacy Deadpool. That's which no. is not what the book is about. Um I Who think it's a lot of past? I think it's a lot of people making assumptions or just not going for the thing because they're not I mean, if I 
we're on a tighter budget, some of these books are the books that I'd say I'll catch that in trade. Hmm. And if you look at what data has been made public on reading trends in newer to comics readers, uh, and that includes a lot of, not all obviously, but a lot of women who are reading comics are reading more in trade because a lot of women who read comics are coming into third party stuff before superhero stuff. That makes and sense. Third mm-hmm. party books. That makes sense. Third party publishers, including image, uh, led by image in a lot of ways look more at trade sales now than they do single issue sales. Yay. You can look at a, a book like wayward, which is Jim Zub, which is a wonderful book. It's one of Image's lowest selling titles month to month, but it does well in trade, so it keeps going. Well, maybe we'll get more to the trade route and of things. The, I would be fine with that. Yeah, and that's like Marvel and DC don't look at those numbers as heavily. Uh, when Waspend and one of the things they said was if these two trades do very well, that gives us a chance to try to bring it back in some form. But that's the first time I've really seen them even make that acknowledgement. Hmm. And I think that was in part because those book that book ended before either of the trades was even out. So what if they just threw all of these characters into one book and made it like... That was called yeah. A-Force, and it <laughs> lasted about three or four arcs, and yeah. it was all right. Okay. Um, from what I read, I read the Secret Wars crossover, and that was in a point where I was kind of cutting a little bit, so I didn't. And that's I think that's what a lot of it is, because... The tradition is the well-known characters are the white dude characters. Right. Those are the characters who I think are still the most recognizable and still sell first. Mm. And still get the first recommendations made. Black Bolt is one of the most well-regarded books in like everyone's 2017 list. It came in number one on a lot of them. It's selling 9,000 copies a month, and I'm willing to bet that April or May is the last issue of it. Just wow. based on those numbers, which sucks because it's an amazing book. Yeah. Well, so I keep up with a fair amount of comic news still, even yeah. though I'm not doing this show a lot. I, I don't read as much. Black Bolt, you had to tell me about Black Bolt. Yeah. So that's a bad well, thing. And the first place I think a lot of people will see Black Bolt talked about is on 2017 ramp-up lists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it made, I think it was on Times list or... Some major, like it was, it was the only Marvel or DC book on a lot of major publications lists. Okay. Um, was Green Valley a 2017 book, or did that start it in It started 2016? in 16, it's, it wrapped in yeah. 17. Okay. Right. Um, thanks for listening to our 2017 You're welcome. <laughs> I listened to you yell down here <laughs> <That's true. laughs> while I was did, playing Destiny. That. It's true. Destiny's yeah, fault. It is always Destiny's fault. I can't even... Well, destiny, uh, destiny, no escaping destiny. I used to be able to listen to podcasts at work, and I just can't anymore, because yeah. I'm podcasted too <laughs> by everybody <laughs> in my my work. Now. It happens. Um, yeah. Anyway, Hawkeye, very good. And Hawkeye, I'm gonna very it. good. I'm going to miss it when it's gone. Yep. But we do have a new book from Kelly Thompson. We do. Hawkeye. A six-issue miniseries, Rogue and Gambit. Yeah. Oh. Well, I should have paid attention yeah. to that. The cover's awful for me. I, did, I was like, <laughs> what is this? I thought, Aww. well, no, but it made me look like, I was like, boy, I am talking like Brian. I've said like four times. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, man, it's the hey, chair. Brian. It looked like <laughs> a collection of old we... Rogue and Gambit books. So I was like, oh, this is just like them collecting Rogue and Gambit nope. together. Or not. Yet. And, but, so it's a brand new thing. Yeah. 
Um, it does have to deal with them dealing with the past. So yeah, well, of course, because it's, it's nothing but the past. But that's <laughs> well, that's what he's, um, he's always talking about the past. I mean, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Like I love Gambit, but Gambit. <laughs> part of the reason Gambit never holds down a solo book is Gambit's a character defined by past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have his the first appearance of Gambit up there somewhere. Oh shit, you do, don't you? Yeah. <clears throat> so what did you think of this? I really enjoyed it. Me too. It was a lot of couple bickering for me, but it was good couple bickering. How many times did he say Mon Cherie? Uh, so many. <laughs> um, did you have to ask? All of the times. He actually says Cher. Mon Cher. Mon Cher. Which is funny, because if he could turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would find he a would way. He would find a way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he, he and, and Rogue get picked to go on a mission to a couple's retreat for counseling. I love, before we get there, I love the opening (laughs) scene. sent him on that, Dr. X, Professor X. Kitty Pride. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was either them or Or her and Colossus. (laughs) And she was like, not going to go there. She doesn't have to do it. (laughs) I'm glad she said no. Yeah. Because I would not have enjoyed that book nearly no, as much. I, no. I would have been like, can you just kill him, please? Shut up. I like him, but God, I, I Kitty, go. Kitty, go. I want Kitty Pride to start dating a guy called Love Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Johnson Pride wedding. Johnson Pride wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, one of you has to talk. It's going to take me a moment. to <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So when they're at couples counseling, do they actually engage in couples counseling in this issue? Well, well they are maybe forced to. They may be. Where they go <laughs> undercover, but then they, it really becomes about themselves. That's what see... that's what Gambit is hoping. Is that what Gambit's hoping? That is what Gambit is hoping. I, will, I kid I, you not. I will put it this way. You see them leave for <laughs> couples counseling, and then you see them, um, well, restrained Drunk on a flat surface tables? next to each other. Oh. <laughs> Yo. Because um, they're putting up ceiling tiles. Yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> they're repainting sure. the Vatican ceiling. Well, they are strapped to the tables. Oh. So I don't think you can really paint with your hands tied in your feet. Well, you both. couldn't, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> I've got good hip action. Come on. <laughs> I could probably do it. I could, I could probably do it. Maybe. <laughs> Definitely, if you had some kind of harness. <laughs> so still have the yeah. still have the snorting drink rule. Huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about done, that. So sorry. I'm not. Yeah, I had to say, love Johnson. So, um, but all right. So let me because I'm many years out of X Men. Rogue is still unable to kiss people, right? Or she, she, um, she can kiss people now. She got better, and now she can't again. Yeah. Now she can't again. So how does this relationship work? Does he put, like, a playing card between she them? She basically <laughs> says, Gambit, stop. I can't. This is a bad idea. It never works. Just leave it alone. And he basically just keeps saying, oh, come on, you know you'll like it. Which is real like, creepy. But, so is it just kissing, or can they do other things? No. They can't, no they can't do anything. Skin, I mean, yeah. I guess they could use a dental dam. Uh, right. See, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> You could do latex, right? That would work, right? I mean, you'd have to be really careful. I mean, that or you just sure. wear a. Full His name body. is Gambit. So. The answer is. A <laughs> the answer is what? A zintai. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Anyway. 
terrifying, but perfect. Where is our Stepan Shayet Rogue Gambit book now? Put that out into the universe. <laughs> Do this thing. Like, do they sleep in the same bed together? Or does she sleep fully, like, covered up? Because you know they're going to accidentally bump well, into each other at not, night. You know that they make, together? like, PJ pants and long sleeve shirts, right? Yeah, but it's like any skin contact, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. she has to be covered head to toe, or he's going to accidentally touch her skin somehow. Oh, it won't be accidental. No. <laughs> no, he'd be on like, purpose, hey, girl. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, could he get, could he is, get like, though. two or three seconds in before he's dead? Or what? what is it, like, instant? Well, I don't... My understanding... I, I mean, could he get five being minutes? electrocuted? You know what I'm saying? You know how when you're electrocuted, you can't necessarily death? let go? Yes. That okay. is yeah, what I like think that. it is. That is how That's I've always... usually how you see it. So that would work out for her. But... Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I was just curious. Because yeah. people really... I mean, Rogue is hot and all, but... Yeah. If you can't well, touch her, it's like, what the, what's the I point? Mean, the ultimate It didn't piece. stop Deadpool. Although that was, I think, well, she could control her powers. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> this way. was why I told Jin to read this issue for sure, by the way. That was fucking hilarious. Because he says exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I worked around to what she said. Yeah. So, there you go. I actually kind of <laughs> picture... Think about kissing Deadpool... Mm-mm. Right, that's what I said, and then I was Wait, like, "Wait, Ryan Reynolds or Deadpool?" Mm, Deadpool. Okay, because uh, Ryan, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, I know in he's the wearing Deadpool makeup. Mm, still would do it. <laughs> still would do it. Yeah. Okay, but that fits in in terms of what they say. You know, Ryan Reynolds would work very hard. Well, yeah, but that's because he's Ryan Reynolds, which is why he makes a good Deadpool. It's true. Yeah. All right. Alright, so this is good, good book. This is yeah. a really good book. Okay. It's really funny. And they go to couples counseling. You don't actually see them in couples counseling. Well, Are I they mean, fighting anybody? Do they fight in this issue at all? Just each other. Yeah. Well, there is a danger room scene early on, oh, yeah. which I love. Um, Gambit shows up and he walks into the danger room and Storm is running the room and he looks down and Kitty's down in there and she's like, yeah, go on. So he goes and he joins the fight in the danger room and Kitty seems to Rogue? Rogue sees him and she yells, Storm, I told you not to let him in. You said you wanted something unexpected. That's unexpected. (laughs) There you go. I do love that he still calls her Stormy. Yes. Is that ever going to stop? No. No. And you you fighting it only makes it more powerful. (laughs) Gambit's super rapey, huh? He's a little rapey. I just realized that. That's yeah. odd. Ew. Yeah. Oh, no. I think I just ruined him for myself. Oh, like, no. The, like in the, a Firestein way? Or? The, rogue, <laughs> the rogue gambit thing only ever works because like she admits that if it were not for not being able to touch him without potentially killing him, she'd be into it. Right. But man, when that line is not drawn there with just her, but you know what? Sound pretty he, he's not like that with other people, no. though. It's always, oh, you're into this? Cool, I am too. Okay. <laughs> the longest episode of Panelology ever. No, that's not true. <laughs> no. No. God, no. Rise of the Black Panther, number one, which will be quicker because only I read it. How was it, Alex? I really enjoyed it. Is this a historical book? Yes. Okay. So, this is something I've been looking forward to theoretically in a long time for a long time because it is written by Evan Narciss, who is one of my favorite comics journalists. Okay. It was announced about eighteen months ago that he was going to be doing something for Marvel. 
it was more recently announced that this would be that book. Um, I really liked this. I think this does a couple of things very well, which is it takes a lot of history. And in fact, this entire issue is almost completely pre T'Challa's birth. It's actually about his father and his father's first wife. His, okay. his biological mother. Is it told in the Ken Burns documentary style? Actually, a little bit, yes. Um, the first... <laughs> My dearest Kamchala. Up until up until the, the first wife's death, it is told in a letter she writes, and then it takes over from a letter Rabanda has written. Oh, so perfect. That's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot of history that I've seen bits and pieces of before and lays them out very cleanly and very swiftly. Um, it has that in common with something like X-Men Grand Design, where it's taking a lot of stuff from disparate sources and seaming it together into one consistent okay. story. All right. Uh, it has, like, the, the, the romance between, the relationship between T'Chaka and his first wife is really the heart of this first issue. And I'm mad that she's dead because I want to see her lead Wakandans into space now. Uh, you never know. It's a well, Marvel book. They've teased Wakandans in space in uh, the Legacy one shot. Mm-hmm. So some of those threads have to come back. Uh, the hmm. only thing I that think Thomas might... has proven to you that some of the threads do not have to come back. Well, the thing that I think, and you said you started to read this and then moved on just, to something. Yeah, else. I was like, it, it it is it is wordy. Yeah. Like when I looked at the previews for it, I was actually concerned. Okay, this is going to be a very talky book. Yes. And it has a lot of words, but they're it's well done. It's it's good storytelling. Well, you're in the, you like Black Panther books. I do, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, that I think it does well. It is built with. What Ta-Nehisi Coates is doing in Black Panther in mind, uh, Narciss and Ta-Nehisi Coates have actually been friends for a long time. Oh, okay. They've known each other since before either of them was really published. Yeah. Um, Coates has, I think his credit on this is as a consultant, um, but a lot of the history that he's helped develop out, a lot of the things he's got planned for Black Panther, he's shared with Narciss. So it's... Okay. It's I just consistent. The thing I think it does well that it sometimes makes the main Black Panther book a little harder to grok is <laughs> it's very clean in its storytelling. It does not have I love the Black Panther book. It has almost though this fog of you never totally know what's going on. Everything's just just shy of being clearly defined. Okay. And as you read further, eventually this thing from a couple of issues ago comes into focus, but you're always a little lost in the present. At least I am. This book does not have that problem. This book is so clean and so... A to B. A to, a to B. Easy to understand. Okay. I thought this was going to be like a primer for the movie, and like a lot of people would look at it like that. I think from a like very editorial standpoint, there's a reason this book is coming out right now where it is. Correct. And it is in part that. But I don't think... It's not the movie tie-in. There's a separate movie prequel tie-in. Um, I think if you are interested in Black Panther, this is probably the cleanest way to get his backstory. Uh, this was pitched as kind of like a Black Panther year one. Um, I mean, my intro to Black Panther was the animated shows. Yeah, you know the the Avengers movies mm-hmm. where they're going to Wakanda. So. Yeah, uh, this 
like shows Claw's first appearance. It shows Hydra. It goes all the way back to Steve first finding Wakanda and getting the the uh, uh, vibranium from T'Challa's grandfather that became the shield. Right. Um, and it sort of <clears throat> quickly segues from there into his legacy and T'Challa's father dealing with that legacy and having T'Challa. And it ends with T'Challa as a child. All right. So you're going to get to the T'Challa stuff, I think, in number. So this is a one-shot? or this It's is... a miniseries. It's the first of a six-issue miniseries. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So this book will be going on when the movie comes yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but it was... I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was very solid, very well done. I get it. If you're into the material, this would be definitely yeah. something you'd be... It's like well, nobody reads The Similarian unless yeah. you really <laughs> loved Lord of the Rings, which I did. Well, I read and, the shit out of that book. So I'm open to wordy. I just have to be interested yeah. first. Yeah. Um, I think if you compared it to something like World of Wakanda, it's a lot cleaner and more approachable than World of Wakanda was. Cool. Which kind of had a similar purpose. All right. Um... DC stuff. Batman. We don't talk enough about Batman. No. Uh, yeah, that's... Every time I read Batman, I I want to come down and run and be on the podcast because I just have been in love with the last <laughs> well, five have, issues of this book. I have good news for you, Mike. Yeah? You're, you're here right now. Oh, I am here right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was... <laughs> I didn't... This issue was definitely like a like a... Breath mint in between. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is setting up things to come. And like yeah. in this very next issue, because the next issue wraps up, uh, what the fuck? What is there? It's not date night. What are they calling it? This I mean, The next issue that comes out is part two of something. And of I was whatever like, oh, this is. Of this one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think, I think this is giving us the setup for a character who's going to start showing up and being a thing. I like this is this yeah. kid, this kid. Okay, okay, yeah. It was the weakest of this last six episodes, but that would have been almost an impossible task to yeah. keep that level of storytelling going because you know what culminated for me, obviously, in the carnival issues. Holy shit! Yeah. This was the best thing I've read ever. <laughs> you know, I had this thought while reading this, and it lasted up until about three quarters of the way through. Once I hit that mark, I'm like, okay, it's not going to work this way that I really, I really think, hope it's going to work. Up until like about three quarters of the way through, I'm reading this. I'm like, okay, when I finish this, I've got to go through and read it backwards and see if it actually reads back to front like it does front to back because that was a recurring thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the issue. And after about that point, I'm like, well, no, it's not going to. How cool would it have been if it? (laughs) (laughs) Is this is this the first time Tom King has written Zaz? Um. I don't remember him rewriting Zaz before. Maybe at most, maybe like a panel somewhere, like maybe in the background in Arkham in either I Am Suicide or in the the Rebirth one shot. Uh, It's definitely the first time he's had like significant dialogue. For Zaz. For Zaz. It should be interesting. I mean, obviously Tom King gets all the leeway in the world with me, so I'm fine with this issue because I know it's going to mean something later, but I was just like, oh. Yeah, I wanted to be on when we talked about the carnival. My, my well, you should have been. I should have run down here yeah. and done that, but it was also the week that Doomsday Clock Two came out. So my favorite scenes are just like him in bed chilling with Selena and not able to let it go. Yeah, she's she's just sleeping. She's yeah, like, we can whatever. see Detective Batman here, and it's really cool. Yeah. Also, my favorite scenes well, of them sitting in bed together. 
Well, it's more him getting out of the bed. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. that's good, good stuff. Art. It's still good stuff. The weakest Tom King story is still superb. Yeah, but he's he just has a bar for me. So it's so high. This, this is not for me like the low point of his run either. No, this is still. I well, think, we know solid Middle for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I've just the last five issues have been yeah, just home run after home run after home run. Literally that, a home yeah, run. All the way back to War of Jokes and Riddles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, just yeah. solid fucking, solid fucking writing. So good. And I hate them. Like, I've reached the point, and we talked about this <laughs> last week, that I there's admiration, and at some point you just start resenting the motherfucker because, fuck you, it's so good. How can my guy be this good? And then and then here is self-loathing deprecation on Twitter, and I'm like, shut up. I don't buy this anymore, the shtick that you're putting <laughs> you out You know there. it's good. Shut you up. You know it's good, damn it. I do want a shirt that says, dark side is hell yeah. But yeah. We should make those. Front side, dark side is, back side, hell yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be perfect. Yeah. We should make those. Okay. We'll work on that licensing agreement. Yeah. Right no, no. We'll yeah. just do them as spoofs. Just for us. Oh, okay. Just, okay. That's acceptable. Yeah. You can get, like, finger tattoos. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have enough fingers, I don't think. You just think. have to combine some letters. Maybe do two rows. You can do hell yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Anyway. Yeah. And is it not I'd rather awesome. get them don't on, like, that, my kids. forearms so that when I'm flying my kite around, <laughs> my arms say, hell Yeah. That you one can fit flight. Dark side is if you include your thumbs. <laughs> well, but that that doesn't work. Dark side is, and you give like the thumbs up. <laughs> He's got two thumbs in his dark side. This, this guy. guy. <laughs> Dorks. Anyway, dark side cool. is. Hey, Elmer Fudd was 2017, uh-huh. right? Was that on everybody's yes. list? Uh, should have fucking it's, been. It's a one shot. Well, it doesn't matter. That could still be your our, favorite book. Our rule. Thanks again for listening to the episode. You're welcome. Was that the one shot? <laughs> Thanks again like, for being a part of the first one we did. Grouped together. Oh. So Brian put the DC Warner, the DC Looney Tunes crossovers as a group together on his top ten. Okay. It was on my like top some. It was it was on the list that got cut down. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. They were just after once I got it down to about forty five titles. After that, it was very difficult for me. <laughs> We're changing just, our format next year yeah. for that. I just want a year. poster of the Batman Elmer Fudd thing where they run across each other the first time and Elmer Fudd almost blasts him with yeah. a shotgun. I was like, oh, that needs to be on my wall forever. Yes, it's good stuff. All right, sorry. All I, right. Did, I, I digress. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> Batman and the signal number one. This is another just me, I think. Yeah, how mm-hmm. was it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I like... The plot of what's going on in this a lot. I like the ideas of what's going on in this a lot. Um, basically, this is Duke making his first real debut as named hero in his own right and not sidekick or partner. He operates in the day. And that's like his mission from Batman. Is here, here are new things happening. We have metas popping up in Gotham for the first time. They're kids. It's a new generation. I want you out there fighting who needs to be fought and connecting to who needs to be connected to. And this is going to be your mission and your thing in town. Here's your base. Here's this mystery that you seem to be tied to. So get to it. And the idea is that him, Duke displaying powers. Duke displaying towers. Hmm. This is (laughs) my tower. Towers of powers. (laughs) Duke displaying powers in metal seems to have kicked off this wave of 
metas that has shown up in Gotham. Okay. Uh, they seem to react to him in proximity. There's a fight early on with this kid who's developed powers. And later when they're studying his powers and his reaction to the fight, how, just how the whole power set works, they find that it actually increased in energy output when he got near Duke. So there's some sort of connection. There's a mystery behind this. It's a three-issue miniseries. So I think it's going to be tightly centered around this one idea. And my guess is that after this, that idea will sort of seep into some of the other Gotham stuff that's going on and be part of, if not what Tom King is doing in Batman, because I don't necessarily know that there's room there for that. I think it will be Thematically, part of... it would be hard to fit that I mean, kind of story into that what he's doing right I now. I think if you... Yeah come back to some of the stuff that's going on with Gotham Girl and Duke's role in that. I think there are places you could tie it in. But it would be stepping away from the Bruce Selina stuff, and I don't necessarily want to see... But that's oh. got to. you got to step away from that at some point, yeah. though, or it becomes like romance book, which is fine. Which I'm... I mean, Batman those, those issues are fantastic. Comic. Yeah, they're great. It sounds like a very good year for me for 2018. Traditionally, yeah. metas in Gotham don't work because when you have so many metas in around Batman, you start to realize he's a dude. You don't need yeah. Batman anymore because you have <laughs> fucking Superman yeah. flying around now. Well, and I think that's the challenge for this. The challenge for this is making this something that works holistically in everything's connected. Yes. <laughs> so we'll I see. just watch Dirt Gently. I like I like Dirt Gently a lot. You yeah. should watch all of that on Netflix right now. It started. Hell yeah. It started. Wait, is it on Netflix in the USA, or is it yes. still on just Hulu? No, uh, Netflix January fifth. It started. Both seasons okay. are on. Both seasons are on Netflix now, I believe. Okay, Along cool. With Travelers, which you should be watching. <laughs> and Magician starts this weekend. Anyway, that's the Mike's TV corner. There you go. There you go. Mike's good, good TV, TV corner. Do we not sing anymore? No, in fact, we don't. Oh well, I just did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did do that thing. Uh, anyway, I think it's neat. I think it's interesting. I'm on for all three issues. No, it's only three issues? Yeah, it's a three-issue mini. I was in when it was Snyder, but then you and I talked, and you said Snyder's plotting and somebody else is writing I it. Th I, I think the breakdown is that Snyder's probably plotting and Patrick, Tony Patrick is writing. Okay. Uh, I'll wait till it's done, and you tell me what you think, yeah. and then if it's necessary to go back and read. Yeah. Uh, exit stage left. The Snagglepuss Chronicles number one. Yeah, y'all. How was it? I really dug it. It's very different than Mark Russell's other writing, which I think explains the face Mike is making. That is right correct. Now. That is exactly the face I am making. Yeah. Mark Russell, obviously, I will keep going yeah. because he's earned that from his previous. But I was like, this is... I had to keep flipping back to the front. I was oh. like, is this definitely Mark Russell? I was actually tweeting about this earlier this week, and he responded... One of the things I said was, you know, after Prez and Flintstones, no way I'm not reading this. Right. And he even responded and said, this is a very different kind of book. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's right. Yeah. Um, it's as very... As opposed to being... Heavy-handed? Comedy-focused political satire. I mean, Flintstones was heavy-handed. It but was just funny. a different... Yeah. This is not overtly a comedy book. No. And right now, for me, it is simply a story that I have seen a lot already. So uh, what I look for is something, a new twist on it. And that, I'm sure that's coming, and so I'm waiting for it. 
but the Red Scare and gay people having to hide who they were and stuff like that. I was like, okay, well, this is – I get yeah. this. this. This isn't a history lesson, so I'm sure Mark has stuff planned for it. But. Yeah, well, that – I think that's a fair statement. Like, I, I'm one of those people for whom U.S. history after, say, like, Civil War era is boring to me except – the Red Scare, oh. like the whole McCarthy yeah. Huac thing, is always interesting to me. So I'm on board for that in that way. That yeah, it's that kind of story. You, you see these beats; they're familiar beats. But there are another five issues to. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. I was yeah. like, how far is it going to go with this? five issue mini or six issue mini rather? Because well. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I don't, I don't know if he's going to time jump. Snagglepuss is clearly on the list that they're yeah. showing in the well, congressional hearing. Well, he's testified once before, right. and they couldn't pin him on anything. Right. And he's living basically a closeted life, and there is a woman of self-proclaimed high moral value who has a picture of him with the man he's secretly dating, right. and is going to right. use that to try to leverage him to... So ironically, Testify. you've started Astro City, and you're yeah. about to read, coming up, the lion story, in which the cartoon lion comes to life and lives in this world. And so I think maybe that was throwing me off a little bit. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I think I've, I've already read this, okay. and it was in Astro City, but not the same story yeah. at all. But it just threw me for a bit. Yeah. Did you catch that Peter Potamus was also Yes, I did see Peter Potamus on there, and he cracks me up, and Huckleberry Hound in this. Yeah. It's funny. Huckleberry shows up in here again. Yeah. Dern. And they they kill me with their jackets and no pants and also no genitals. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like how does that work? Do they just like draw each well, they other? Have, they have fur. It would require a lot of fur. <laughs> Rusty has fur. I well, still get to see his wang have, every day. He doesn't have any fur on his stomach. Yeah. Anyway, there Mark Russell's a... earned every bit of me finishing this series out, yeah. and I will, but I it's this. different. I... One issue in it is not Flintstones yet for me, but one issue in Flintstones was not Flintstones yet. For no, it. Me. Like but, you guys talked me back into reading. Because I loved single. Flintstones from the get go. Yeah, but that was a nostalgia thing. Yeah. I don't have such nostalgia for uh, Snagglepuss. I remember him. I watched it, but I don't. I was like, oh my god, Snagglepuss! I wasn't yeah. like that. So you would think with the word "puss" in it, I would have been all over it, but I think Snaggle threw me a bit. Probably. Yeah. Um, okay, two more books that only I got two. All right. We miss you, Brian. Uh, Alex Star misses Wars... you, Brian. Huh? I said, Alex misses you, Brian. He misses I miss your you bank too, account. <laughs> Where you read everything. He Star Wars Forces of Destiny, Leia number one. Uh, I will I will be quick on this one. I picked this up for one reason. Is that good, good Elsa Sheridier art? And it has good, good Elsa Sheridier art. It is... The first of a series of five one-shots following different women in the Star Wars universe. This one follows Leia. Um, I forget what all the others are. The last one is Rose and her sister from The Last, last Jedi. Jedi. Page. Rose and Page, thank you. Um, I think... She's gotta go pee. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess we'll see the... I'll predict what that book is about. The necklace. Probably. Yeah. This is A Day on Hoth. This is... Leia's them, book. Leia's a Day book. on Hoth? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is like Leia's... It's like Leia's having a really bad day. Everything is going wrong. And it's her <laughs> It's inter- called The Rebellion. Yeah. It's her internal monologue 
about everything is going wrong and she wants to just give up, but also then her, she can't because she's the one leading these people. So it's what she says juxtaposed against what she's thinking. Oh, I think I read the first three pages and it felt like a kid's book to me. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's... All right. Um, so this is one of IDW's Star Wars books. IDW has a Star Wars license again for kids' Star Wars books. Okay. All right. So this is like Princess Leia and the Very Good Bad Day. Yeah. Okay. It, it along, it's... I think once you get more than a couple of pages in it, I think it does read just fine if you, well, as an enough. adult, want to read it. It's not talking down or condescending. It's just simple. It's straightforward. Um, I judged so many books on the first three pages Yeah, of, um, because I'm comicsology. So if any writers are listening, <laughs> grab me in three pages and I'll buy the book. Yeah. But if you don't, then I'm not. Um, Have a good pee, baby. So... <laughs> It's fun. If you are a kid listening to this, what's up? Uh, hey, kids. I'm really sorry about all the pornography. <laughs> and hey, the references. This is not pornography. No. It's no, incredibly it's it's inappropriate. Yeah. Wildly inappropriate, but not pornographic. <laughs> I can change that. No. No. <laughs> In fact, you couldn't. Jin still edits it. <laughs> um. <laughs> The other one I've got is Transformers versus Visionaries number one. I can't believe you're reading a Transformers book. Who are the Visionaries? So that's that had to be what pulled you into this. No, actually, I know even less about the Visionaries than the Transformers, as is uh, as is evidenced by the fact that Magdalene Visaggio had to correct my understanding of what the Visionaries were on Twitter <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah, they are not robots; they are enchanted people with screens in their bodies um but they are springs s- screens 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 so much like transformers like adult Ra teletubbies the teletubbies yeah. didn't have screens in their bodies they did yes, have they screens did. on Absolutely. their tummies yeah this was after the my time. teletubbies Tele. yeah, that makes more sense yeah. <laughs> it does make sense when you put it that way see also rice has pasta in it i did not know that <laughs> until this week <laughs> It's got Which the makes word the name in it. Pastaroni actually very redundant and dumb. Almost as dumb as the concept of riceroni. Yes. Anyway. Unless you were poor in the 70s and then it made a lot of sense to you. Slash 90s. Or slash 90s. lost game shows. Okay. I'd have preferred the flicati rug myself. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes. Um, I, I'm reading this because Magdalene Visaggio is writing it. At right. this point, okay. if Magdalene Visaggio writes a book, I read it. She's right. one of those... Writers I understand. Me. I understand. Uh, in related news, do we want to make an announcement right here? Yeah, let's do that. So uh, excited. Guess who's going to be a special guest on Panelology in a couple weeks, three weeks? Is it me? No. no that's this week. Oh, right. Magdalene Visaggio. Yeah. Writer of? Transformers oh vs. Visionaries <laughs> and the upcoming Eternity Girl miniseries for DC. Mm-hmm. As well as Kim and Kim Love is a Battlefield, Kim and Kim, the first volume. I said Love is a Battlefield first because Mike held up a copy yes, at me as yeah. I said that. Uh, Quantum Teens Argo. Yeah. And she's got another creator the, own series coming up for um, Vault called yeah. Vagrant Queen. Yeah. It'll start later this year. Um, she also did the Rocket Raccoon backup yes. for uh, Venom. Yeah. Venomverse War Journal. It's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. War stories. Yeah. War stories. Yeah. And, and it was did... the best part of that. Even though it was all good, it was the best. She did the, uh, uh, oh, what is that character's name? The 
Yep. In We're real good at this. It's a morning. I don't know what my problem is today. I'm normally, I'm normally the one who pulls the names out of nowhere. Yes. Um, yeah, but then we threw that actress from Mad Men in West Wing and couldn't. So, yeah. there. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, thank you. Oh, hey. you're right. I'm back. Uh, anyway, so right. she's going to be on in, in... We're recording, I think, on the 27th is the plan. So, right. the 29th. She should be. Yeah. We will release that episode just in time for Milk Wars to start the next week with the Eternity Girl backup in it. That's right. Or two days later. Milk Wars. Wasn't there a comic book where it was like a a carton of milk? It was like Milkman. Milkman Man? Was that what it was? Uh, That is one of the characters in Milk Wars is Milkman Man. Is it really? Okay, cool. Just... The just saying Milk Wars makes my brain go. <laughs> I know it's so much fun to watch. So gross. Anyway, I'm very excited for your interview, Losers. though. That I sounds agree. very cool. It's gonna yes. be. It's super a good cool. direction for you guys to go yes. in. I'll probably listen to that episode. Please do. Good. Yes. yes. Good. Yep. Good. I'm intrigued. Uh, I imagine we'll talk about Transformers versus Visionaries on that too, because things happen in this book. Okay. Uh, so I have minimal working knowledge of Transformers. And the status quo of that comics universe. Well, is there is more. Well, that meets the eye with them. Huh? There yes. Is and and you do know that they are robots in disguise, so that yes. helps. I do know that. Like I said, it's minimal. It's baseline, but there is some working knowledge of it. My only real exposure to Transformers was the Beast Wars cartoon. Right. Um, you haven't seen I've... any of the movies. Nope. That's a good man. You're a good man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dodged a lot of bullets by being bad at movies. You, you did. Um, I know even less about the visionaries, except now I know a little bit. Here is your, your general setup for this. Uh, the visionaries' homeworld has been destroyed. And at some point, I imagine in one of the, the IDW crossovers that's happened, uh, they set off a bomb to terraform mm-hmm. the... Uh, uh, Transformers planet and make it hospitable for them, basically creating like a colony. And the Transformers have said, you know what? You guys are refugees. You can have this space. So the more... I was real damn nice of them. I know, right? Oh, you just like fucked up part of our world? That's okay. That's okay. You can have it. They're very understanding, these Transformers. Both (laughs) sides in this have people who are chill and reasonable and... Just big old shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> Grimlock. And that is really the source of the conflict is the shitheads stir the pot on both sides and it leads to... That's generally what happens in these yeah. books. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was the whole Rom, G.I. Joe yeah. crossover thing. It was <laughs> general shitheads and mask. Um, a lot of the book and is mask. about like duty and doing the right thing and guilt survivor guilt and other sorts of things along those lines so how do people with televisions in their stomachs fight transformers in their stomachs you <laughs> oh. are you You're are thinking of teletubbies yeah. oh okay they're magic <laughs> they're magic screens? they have magic and the magic can hurt the robots oh okay yeah <clears throat> okay um the crystal that they use to geoform is actually still active, and a group of the visionaries have kept this secret. Okay. And is using this to try to still take over the planet. And where do they come from? I and mean, what is the history of visionaries? Was this a cartoon? Because I recall, yes. I have no recollection of this. Well, it was a cartoon and toy line. It, I missed it. Like, I missed it completely. It, it, it ended, I think, in 87 or something. Oh, like, shit. I was a oh. kid. 
I mean, I don't remember that at all, but... I missed it completely. I would have been graduating high school. Yeah. So Brian and I, I think, had this conversation a little while back, was that it's in both of our blind spots. Okay. Um, so it would make sense that it would that probably would... be in yours, too. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I watch cartoons. Yeah. I, well, I've never stopped. Uh, same, mm-hmm. but okay. this was always a blind spot for me. When uh, do I get my Thunder book? Damn it. <laughs> Is there a Thunder book? I don't know. I'll have to look. Um, anyway, I really dug this. Uh, there is a character with whom I was not familiar, who I became very attached to in this book. And I guess I should call spoilers. Do we need to play sad music? It sounded like you were starting on the West Wing. Theme. I did, and that's why I stopped. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's going to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so spoilers... But there was a character whom I got very attached to very quickly and should not have. <laughs> I will put it that way. Aww. And I will save any more conversation or spoilers for when we have Magdalene Visaggio on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was very good. It has sold out at Diamond. It's getting a second printing. Holy shit. Yeah. The IDW stuff does really well. Yeah. So, except for ROM, I think, which got canceled, right? It did just did, yes. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. I, even um, I stopped reading Rom though. So yeah, it was very good. I was very into it. Uh, I will be reading this whole series. So, is it still good? <sighs> dun, 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 dun. I don't is even it remember. Alex? Alex, is it's, it still it's, good, it's, Alex? It's all, it's all Alex. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to blow through this one this week because we've got way more stuff to talk about as it is. Uh, Batman White Knight number four... Man, the Joker may actually mean to do well, and doppelganger Harley Quinn Neo-Joker is going to do everything she can to turn him back. Deathstroke 27 has just some really uncomfortable flirtation between Slade and Tara. Ooh. Really? Yeah, really. Ooh. That it would be uncomfortable. Uh, well. And I'm not sure which one's playing which. Guess he's getting down to earth. <laughs> or trying to. Yeah, I hear she rocked his world. <laughs> How old is she in this book? I'm going to guess old enough. Okay. Then, then She's I don't a care. small child at the beginning. She's oh. old enough to be Kryptonian. Okay. Flashes back. Okay. Justice League number 36 is further proof that Batman maybe needs to just slow down and relinquish team leadership. And I love this book very much. Never. If you're not reading it, you should. And give it to who? Cyborg. Cyborg is who they're setting up to Oh, that would make sense. Over. That yeah. would make sense. And um, I need to, this is 36, and I need to go back and start go with back 34. To 34. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's super accessible. It's very character driven. It's super friendly. Um, no. Okay. Uh, Jessica Cruz is comic relief, though, and she's she's great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this introduces kind of the new running villain for this arc, too, who is called The Fan, who's this Justice <laughs> League fanboy with all this memorabilia that's, like, killing senators who are investigating them to protect them and dressing as Batman as he does it and just making everything worse through his fanaticism. When he dresses as Batman, does he look like Dean Venture dressing as Batman? Uh, he <laughs> looks like, like Dean. Batman 89 Batman. Is the other one. Who's the other one? Um, God dang it. Sam. Uh, no. <laughs> no, but also, <laughs> what? Sam. Alex just supernatural. 
He did just supernatural. Only because I knew it was wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is the extent yeah, of my Hank. knowledge of supernatural. That and there is a car. Something about Wayward Son. Somebody's selling <laughs> okay. one of those cars you for just... $45,000, by the way. A supernatural on-screen used car for $45,000. <gasps> mm-hmm. Need to put a heater core in it and some other <gasps> shit, but it's... Cr- well, I can do that with my own hands. I know. Anyway. Um... I digress. Is good, good book. Digress. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Superman number 38 uh, continues the everyone versus alternate timeline future Tim Drake who wants to kill people. Oh. Uh, alternate future Tim Drake wouldn't want to kill people, right? No, he's been driven crazy by being dissociated from the timeline mm. and having his own reality change so many times. Okay. But he's still, like, real smart, though, right? So you're yeah. saying these are all still good. So If, yes. if it's on this okay. list, it's still yes. good. Yeah. There's no, it's probably bad right. on this list. Okay. Correct. <laughs> I remove those. Okay. Uh, Astonishing X-Men number seven. And I guess light spoilers if you're not caught up. This gets into Professor X back to life and cleaning up the problems made by... Uh, oh, Farouk, what's his name? Everyone... Well, specifically what, uh... Magneto? No, uh... Random bad guy. Egyptian psychic dude who he always fights in the... (laughs) I don't know, man. This is your wheelhouse. Is it Elizabeth Moss? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Good. The villain from Legion. Shadow King. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Black Bolt number nine is very good and made me cry. When does Legion start? We need that back. April. <gasps> Seriously? Yes. Oh my god, so excited. Captain America 696. Even Echo's excited. Alexa, fuck off. <laughs> Captain America number 697. Craven hunts the most dangerous game. Yeah. Cats. Caps. Caps. Oh, caps. caps. Oh, okay. Yeah, caps. Yes. Specifically. Good. Hey, you could have given me that one. You said you didn't read no, it. No, I did say I did read it. I did say I did read that book. I blew past it. It's good. Really I don't remember you saying you read that I one. I did. Yeah. I, I do want to hear you say that that one's good, though, because I know you were that's, on the fence on this book. That's good. Can't wait to see what happens next. Gonna keep reading. You would say you're craving more? I am craving more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except without, you, with maybe a little less craving. Yeah. Okay. And you're saying you think it's an ice ending? <laughs> it stopped me cold. My vest. See my You are vest. chilled. To the bone. Uh, Guardians of the Axe, number 150, uh, is good, good book, is setting up the Infinity Countdown stuff that's going oh. to go on. Is that, uh, is that really happening? Yeah. Okay. Um, it sets up <laughs> new status quos for Drax and some others and kind of brings to an end their time with the Nova Corps. Where you get Sling Blade Thanos at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you guys talk about that? Do you guys no. talk about the trailer at all? Okay. No. no. <laughs> uh, Iceman number nine. I'm going to take just a second on this one. The the first half of this was a little messier than the book's been. The last half brings Dokken back in and escalates that. But there's a thing it and Astonishing X Men have in common, which is you have two former Horsemen of Apocalypse. In Angel and Dokken, who are horsemaned out despite there not being an apocalypse around now. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's going to be 
some sort of big thing coming out of these books later in the year for X-Men and a new apocalypse story. Okay. Um, just cause you've got them both running around in horseman form. Uh, Phoenix resurrection number two, still good, still weird. Still don't totally know what's going on, but it's fun. Have you seen what's her face in the dark Phoenix? Yeah. Hey girl. Sophie Turner. Hey girl. She's real good. She does that real good. Mm-hmm. Like also, Hey girl, but also much talent but she has kind of resting bitch face anyway oh, yeah. so oh yeah yeah spider-man 236 spider-man and aaron davis see each other face to face again and that's kind of the big thing that happens for him that's the first big big thing that's happened in spider-man in a long time. wasn't Joni's name aaron davis wasn't the actress's name from Joni loves chachi aaron davis because every time you say aaron davis i'm like why is Joni the prowler Donald Glover from Spider-Man Homecoming. Correct. Please tell me that's going to mean something in the next movie, because Donald Glover is woefully underused in that flick. Uh, I think it's mostly a nod to Miles is out there somewhere. All right. If they do a Miles movie, I'm sure he'll show up. That, that would be huge. If yeah. they did a Miles movie, that would be huge. You know they're doing an animated Miles movie. For that, the I know, movies. but that's kind of like a cop-out. Yeah, it is. Um, Marvel just needs to actually... Just fucking thing. do it. I bet once Black Panther agree is a you. huge hit, 100%. we get our Miles Davis movie. 100%. Or Miles Morales movie. Right. Miles Davis is a different guy. It's Aaron Moran. Aaron Moran, sorry. Uh, Spider-Man number 41. Luke stares into a hole in the ground and has difficult feelings about the dark side of the force. X-Men Grand Design number two. Uh, it's just still so fucking good. Like 30 issues worth of shit happens. I can't summarize all that. <clears throat> Okay. Hey, Jen. Hey. Uh, we need to talk about some Raven Heck and yeah, Princeless. Heck yeah, we do. Okay, so... Let's do Princeless, then Raven the Pirate Princess? Yeah, that would be the order. that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes much more yes. sense. Um, although we could just like talk about three issues of Princeless and then talk about Raven. Three volumes? Oh, volumes. That's right. God, yeah. that was... They read so fast. They do. They read so, so fast. Let us back up. Yeah. We have consumed the entirety of... Everything that's out now of yes. Princeless and Raven the Pirate Princess. Yes, both written by Jeremy Whitley, who wrote The Unstoppable Wasp. Heck yeah, which we've talked a whole fuck ton about on and this show. I'll never not stop talking about. We Probably not. Yeah, it's yeah. real good. Um, go get them trades. Yeah. Uh, Princeless, which comes first, which spins off Raven eventually, is about... A young princess mm-hmm. who is not content to be locked in a tower guarded by a monster. So yeah, let's talk about this world first. Um, in this world, when princesses turn 16... In a world. In a world where princesses get locked in towers <laughs> for their 16th birthday. At least in this kingdom. Um, it seems to be the whole world. At least from what we've seen with Raven and all that. Yeah, but they got the idea from King Ash. They got the idea from from kings in the world. Okay. Um, yeah. So when when princesses turn sixteen, they are locked in a tower for their prince charming to. Well, no, not their prince charming because that is an actual That's, prince. Yeah. Uh, for He's kind of a for, dick, actually. By they wait for yeah, for real. They wait for their prince to come and save them from whatever monster is guarding their tower. Yeah. They lock them in a tower whenever they get caught. They break loose of the vamoose, and now you know the plot. There you go. <laughs> 
That was um, very rhymey, too. So That was the well, theme was, to Animaniacs. Animaniacs yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one princess, the middlest child? No. She's not? She's no. not the baby. Oh, she's next to the baby. She's, she's next the next to the baby. Because the middlest is the one in the swamp. That's right. That was so good. Because they actually refer to her as the middlest. Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. Um... So the the next to youngest one decides I I don't fucking like this. Yeah. This the is not cool. The youngest princess, the youngest child is a prince. He's a boy. No, the youngest is a baby girl. The oh, prince right, is her is... twin. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's two sets of twins in this family, and yeah. he's one of them. I forget that they're um, twins. I yeah. forget that there's one younger than Adrian. Right. <laughs> what the hell was that noise? I don't know. Okay. Stuff, house, things, things such. <laughs> so this princess gets fed up and decides to break out. Colludes with her dragon. Yes, that is the best part. Finds a sword under her bed. Yeah, how'd that get there? Oh well, we know. We know. Um, <laughs> you find out by the end of the first arc. Yeah, indeed. Oh, I thought maybe it wasn't a sword. Oh my! <laughs> no, it is a sword. It's a sword. It's a sword. Sword. And she is on a mission to save the rest of her sisters. And basically any other princess she finds yeah. locked in towers. Yeah. So she starts with the younger sister. Yeah. And is immediately mistaken for a knight who has kidnapped and killed herself. Yep. Burned and, down her tower. Yep. Attempted to kidnap her younger sister. So now her father, the king, has put out... A bolo. Oh, uh, yeah, basically. Has, has pulled together his elite team of bounty hunters. Yeah. To hunt down his daughter and kill his daughter for killing his daughter. <laughs> it's it's good stuff, you guys. No, yes. it really is, though. It's fun. Um, and we should say this is an all-ages book. Yeah, yeah. This is totally acceptable to hand to your child. Yes. And say, go read good stuff that you need. Yes. And occasionally, George of the Jungle references. Yeah. Lots of references. Lots of references. Lots George, of good any references. Any George of the Jungle reference makes me very happy, yeah. though. I'm a big George of the Jungle fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mike? Oh, just, you made a I'm just face. looking at oh. alternative covers uh. to Batman. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are good. That's um, a new logo. <laughs> Sorry. Do it internally. I was doing it internally, and then you guys wanted me to <laughs> no, react. No, you, you made a made noise a when you made a oh. face. Well, just somebody said that they were looking forward to the last house, the Housewives of Catan expansion. <laughs> Is it, is it big pause? Is it wrong that I would play that? Yeah. 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 That's oh, awful. Okay. That's awful. I don't like the housewife shows, but maybe as like I a would scripted play it as Hulu Catan comedy because then it would be like the most dick you over game ever. I think we've lost the plot. Anyway, yeah, princeless. <laughs> we are at. You know, I just we're talking about a really good, empowering book, and then I start talking about housewives. Yeah. Um. That is. I am sorry, Jeremy. That is my bad. I fudged that one hard. I'm gonna like Mike. <laughs> I am too. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> it's my fault. At M.A. Hayes. At M.A. Hayes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back yes. to where we were. <laughs> Goes to save little sister. Yeah. Gets Bolo. Yes. And now she's out saving other sisters. And at one point, Raven the Pirate Princess, who has That's also right. been towered. Yep. <laughs> All right. We're not going to call it that. Um, we're, we're just not going to call it that. Uh, but she gets a best friend. Yes. Who is half, half dwarf. dwarf. And is great. A... A half dwarf. Yes, half dwarf, half human. Oh, yeah. I thought like half of a dwarf. The, yeah, like that. Would, what you the fuck really, do you even call that? You really need to. I have, I have something you need to listen to. It's good. Would a half dwarf you, be a gnome? No. Okay. 
very, very much no. Were you okay with that in Crosswind, by the way? When you <laughs> used the gnome to hit that kid? I was like, man, that's just another reason to be terrified of gnomes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. So far, I don't think there are any gnomes in Princeless. I haven't seen any, and when I do, I will turn that page real quickly. (laughs) If you're listening, don't, please don't do it. entire volume of gnomes. No, no, no. Unless, like, the gnome princess is really tall and not scary. Volume 7, Gnome Yourself. (laughs) Oh, it almost writes itself. No, (laughs) no, don't do it. So what else, Alex? I mean, are we recapping the whole series here? Because we I can don't, do that. Yeah, I guess we can. I mean, the spoilers. You should let people read the thing. Like, we've got the setup. It's, I think the setup. It's cute. been out for a bit. It has. Princess and has it's been, been out for a bit. For a movie, there's going to be hey, a princess movie. There we fucking go. Yes. I will say that if there, if I don't know if there is currently, but if there is ever a great big beautiful hardcover of this, I am going to buy it and put it away for my niece because she'll yeah. be able to read it in a couple of years. Um. And I think this will be really important. You know, I might get one for my uh, brother's nephew, too. Not my nephew. His nephew. Yeah. Because he would he would really enjoy this. All the dragons and the fighting and stuff like that. I think it's really important for kids to read stuff like this right now. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was looking up details on the Princess movie. You're good. And we should mention, uh, co-creator is Emily Martin, who draws... Yeah. At least the early. I think she draws all of Princeless with maybe some uh, guest artists. Some the, some guest artists, yeah. yeah. Especially the one the the issue where she cuts her hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all so good. Yeah. Uh, the Princeless movie is being headed up by Stephanie Robinson, who's a writer on Atlanta. Oh, cool. Yeah. That Very was cool. The detail I wanted to look up and make sure I got right. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. It's a very good book. Um it is. and. On top of it being a very cool, very good, very awesome book, it has spun out one of my new favorite books that I will read forever. Yes. <laughs> Raven, the Pirate Princess, who is just the bee's knees. She's hilarious. Yes. And her whole supporting cast is hilarious. Yes. Like, they are just, they are like people. They are people. They, they, are, they sound imagine like that. real people. They are like people. Well, you know what Oof. I mean. No, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they are women who sound like women I know. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, my favorite thing in the first arc of that is one of them belongs to functionally a guild. Yeah. Which is a big D and D group, it's, and it's headed up by the Triumvirate. Yeah. One of one which of is I'm, is it's got to be Kelly Sue DeConnick. Looks so much like it's Kelly It's got Sue to be her. I think I think one of them is also Willow Will, G Willow Wilson. I think so too. I do not know who the third one is, but I will find out. <laughs> I will figure it out. There shall be many askings. Yes. Um. This book is really funny, and it it's a good r- relationship with girls' book. Mm-hmm. Like you get a little bit in Princeless in the the last couple of volumes. Yeah, you see more non heteronormative relationships, right? And you hear discussion of it. But in this, there is a in in, in Raven, there is a love triangle that is oh, three yeah. of women on the ship. Oh yeah. And it it has its catty moments, but it doesn't focus on that. Right. And that is, I think, really important. Yeah, it's not it's like, about don't just beating to, each other up. You don't and have to each be other these over. bitches. In fact, you are discouraged from being these bitches if That's you are right. when you get thrown off the ship. That's right. In fact, you probably should not call each other these bitches because that will get you thrown off the ship too. I would get thrown off the ship first day. Oh um, yeah. That's just known. 
It is known. It um, is gnome. Be- <laughs> no, it is not gnome. <laughs> Stop it. So let's talk about the plot of Raven. Yes. Since we talked about the plot of Princeless. Raven was put in a tower when she was 16. By her brother. Like By her, 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 her father br- raised her to be pirate queen. Right. As the women in her family had always been right. the pirate The only queens. reason that he's the king is because... His older sister died. Right. Um, But he let his sons convince him that she needed to have a more traditional role. Yes, that the world is changing and that... Other rulers would not take her seriously. Right. Even though the whole point was, fuck the other rulers. Yeah. And he goes along with it. And, you know, with Raven's Raven's obvious love of her father in the first few issues, you think, well, maybe he was weak. Maybe something happened. Maybe, maybe he was not. Right. Maybe and... he's not in the right mind. Uh, but no, he's a bad dude. Yeah. He's, he's not a good dude. You find out that he is completely and totally screwed over her best friend. And yeah. Romantic interest. Yeah. One of. Yep. Of. <laughs> and so she's fighting, she's fight, trying to fight her brothers to get control of the pirate fleet back so she yes. can be the pirate queen. It's pretty great. It is. It's so pretty good. wonderful. It's got a lot of history in it, a lot of that world's history, mm-hmm. which is really interesting to me. Um, I, I want to know more about this world. Like, I need a, I need a separate book that a is just like, piece yeah, just that's just the of... history of whatever this world yeah. is called. I want, I want a book about this monkey captain. Yeah. There's a pirate whose first mate is a monkey. Mm-hmm. And the pirate disappears, so the monkey is in charge now. Yep. I want to read a one-shot telling of that story. Yeah. Yeah, I really do want that. That's good. Um, <coughs> it, I'm getting choked up. It's because it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's because it is one of best books. What? It's good. Well, I just like when you do that. One of best books. Good, good book. I'm going to keep reading this book <clears throat> for yes. a very long time to come. Oh, shit. I left out a book that I read, by the way. Oh, come on, Mike. It was the it was the Hellboy spinoff book. Oh. Yeah. I knew there was another one. It was really good, by the way. <laughs> Julie noted. Uh, yeah, I really do. And that, like, I don't know if there's Princeless coming out right now. There's Raven coming there out. There is Raven right coming out right now. I think Princeless is on a. I think, I think, I think on one happens at a time is, is more or less how it seems to go. From, from what I know, I may be wrong where that may change, but. We obviously haven't been reading these up yeah. until now. We yeah, got I, all caught up. I had read the first volume last year as part of Clearing the Backlog. Right. In mourning for. Wasp, I started Princeless yes. and really dug it then. Yeah. So I was super excited to get caught up on Heck this yeah. for, for this. Hell yeah. If I'm not going to get more Wasp, yeah. then I need to get some of this. Yeah. Um, but there is Raven coming out. There are issues of Raven. One uh, Number three just came out last week, I think. The Love and Revenge yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Raven year two. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. I like when numbers are funky. In titles. I like funky numbers, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really funky number. 11. Yeah. <laughs> I really expected one of you to say either 69 or 420. It was so easy. That, so been, that was so like, easy. No, 27. 27. It's, it's an odd choice. It's three. Three times over. It's a menage a toi, a toi. <laughs> a toi. <laughs> menage a toi, a toi. A toi. A toi. A toi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we like these books. We do. We 
we tend to like everything that Jeremy Whitley's put out that we've read. Yes. So he is definitely another one someone of those to watch. Who, if his name is on a thing, yeah, I'm just read pretty thing. much, yeah, yeah. It's... Which we'll get to in a minute. In a minute, when we look at solicitations. Oh, good. All right, are we there? Are we there? I think we're there. It's time for no. We don't sing here anymore. It's you know what? It's been really good with the not singing. I mean, you're the one who asked him back on this week. I did do that. We could have recorded you know, you If you're gonna scat, I'm turning you off. There's so many jokes that would come from that. If I'm gonna scat, you're gonna turn me off. I don't really have anything to say during solicitations, <laughs> anyway. So you're fine. Scatitation. Uh, this is for March of this year, 2018. Indeed, indeed. So, in like a lion. In like a lion. In like the lion-themed visionary. Cool. Lion -themed okay, visionary. You, you, <laughs> congratulations on making a joke that only you got. I'm sure I'm not the only one who got it, and if I am, you people need in to this read Visionaries versus Transformers. I will be reading it. Transformers versus Visionaries, I think. So. That, that, that's the yeah. order. The V um, stands for... Versus. versus. It is versus. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's um, actually VS dot, not just VS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Ferguson. Yeah. So Archie has Vampironica number one coming out. Cool. Continuing the Archie horror line. This is Veronica as a vampire. Vampironica? Vampironica. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Whoa, boy. Might be into that. <laughs> you might have to get, be back on the show, but might then we can't up. use that audio. Because <laughs> uh, it's just going to be moaning. It is co-written and drawn by wrong. the mm. penciler behind Moon Knight, Greg Smallwood. Okay. Yes. I'm into that. Uh, the other co-writer is his sister, Megan Smallwood. Uh, it is exactly what it sounds like. Vampire gets bitten and turns into a... Veronica gets bitten. <laughs> Vampires get bitten and turn into Veronicas. I that would be that hilarious. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Nosferatu um, goes shopping. That actually is kind of the plot of Deadpool: Night of the Living Deadpool. At the end, all the Bam zombies get turned into Deadpools. <laughs> that's funny. The sequel is this horde of Deadpools just sifting out. Oh, the that's world. funny. Yeah, chimichangas are no longer safe. Chimichangas were never safe. Never. In Deadpool. Never. Anyway, Veronica gets bitten and turns into a vampire. <laughs> Although I'd read that other thing, too. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't even shame read it. I'd just be like, yes, this is the thing I am having uh -huh. right now. So we're going to get, like, Bummy later, where she turns into a mummy, Betty, and that would be cool. But she'd be all wrapped up. Tightly. I mean, she's busy hunting werewolves. She'd be wrapped up tightly. <laughs> tightly. <laughs> like yoga pants. Please. No, yeah, she hunts werewolves. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but now you're thinking about it. So? That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's I don't primal. know. I don't know. This is a weird episode, guys. <laughs> you're welcome. Black Mask, Breathless number one. Cool. Um, the solicitation describes it as Buffy the Vampire Slayer if the villains were Big Pharma. <laughs> It's oh. about a cryptozoologist who comes up with a cure for asthma okay. by breeding monsters. Okay. That doesn't sound like Buffy to me. I'm sure it's a tonal thing. I don't know. It sounded cool to me. It's called okay. Huffy. <laughs> That's so pretty good. That's pretty good. One of his sidekicks is a morally ambiguous succubus. Okay. And an old geriatric dog. <laughs> oh, no. I can't. Now I'm going like, to read that one now. But I don't wanna, cause it's gonna hurt me. But you're gonna like it when it hurts. No, you. I'm not. I'm gonna be very mad and upset. 
Okay, well, what's your first thing? Uh, my first thing is Dr. Star and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows. It's the Black Hammer Universe stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, laugh at me now, nope, mother... Nope. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. Is it uh-huh. Lemire, is Lemire writing yes, it? Yes, okay, he I'm is. In. I'm in. He is. Yeah. yeah. I'm down with that. Um, but that's an awful title, but also really funny. <laughs> so this one, it follows... Um, Dr. Star? Dr. Star. <laughs> See the star in the book? I don't know. I think maybe his son might be. Oh. Um, so it's a his binary. Son, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth Star. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> And now I'm completely gone. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm leaving. I was surprised you didn't go Brenda, but that would have that would have been fine. Too. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't. We don't know much about Doctor Star, right? Like heart. I know very little. Nothing. I read the first trade of Black Hammer. To to the nothing ish. You've power. only read six issues of Black Hammer. I think it's seven. Oh, is it? I think the first trade was seven issues. I think it's so. six or seven. Okay. Yes, I read yes. half of what Jesus is out. God, man, that's the second one tease. just came out. I will be getting. Okay. Okay. So good. Um, I will also be getting because good segue. Uh, Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil, the trade for which is out in March too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely get that. Yeah. Sherlock Frankenstein. This is the spinoff that just wrapped yeah. up. Mini series oh. about the villains of Black Hammer. Yes. Oh, completely fucking missed that. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, oh, no, wait, I read one. Okay. Does that to do with the lab? Underground lab? Or There's whatever? a character named Cthulhu. Lou? Fuck, I am Cthulhu way behind. Ann, what's her How name? How have you let this happen? Cthulhuese. How have you let this happen? I'm really disappointed. It's okay. You got access to all this shit you can read on your own. Did you read them mm. on Alex's? Nope. No. No. Because I'm own reading these this books? in trade. I don't mm. have these. Do you own these books? One. Okay, so there we go. I'll read it in trade. I didn't realize. Sorry. I so apologize, it's all comic very world. Good. Good. Yeah. Next. Lucy Dreaming, which is a Boom Studios book, and I think it sounds like an all ages book, but I wanted to point it out specifically because of who is writing it oh, and who it. is drawing it. Max Bemis. Okay. Okay. The guy that didn't write Green Valley. Did not. But who is currently writing Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, it and says right here, Moon Knight writer and lead singer of Say Anything. There we go. That, you know what? There we go. They clarified it good, good for they you. They did. That's good, good solicitation. Copy. That's right. Uh, it is a coming of age fantasy about literally living your dreams. It's this girl who is the hero of all the stories in her dreams. Okay. So um, she's lucid. Yes. Dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Ha ha. Lucy dreaming is ha, the book. Yeah. Ha. Okay, it uh, sounds really good. And it is drawn by Michael Dialanis, who drew The Woods, which is a uh, uh, James Tynan book that I love very pretty. much. Yeah, it's a very pretty book. So I imagine this will be as well. Indeed. Uh, also from DC in March, Eternity Girl number one. Hey, there we go. Which we will be talking about at length, I imagine, soon. Most probably. Yeah. We chatted a bit about this. This is or is not related to Kid Eternity. I don't think it is. Caroline Sharp is Eternity Girl. Okay. So not even, like, there was a previous Eternity Girl who existed. This is even a different character than than her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But basically, it's Magdalene Visaggio with art by Sunny Lou. And you're set up here as there's this girl, Girl Eternity, who has suicidal tendencies, wants to end her life, but she's immortal. So the only way for her to do that is if she destroys the universe. So it's yeah. a six-issue miniseries about that. Okay. Yeah. Which we will uh, uh, go into more detail on soon. What Indeed. you got next? 
Uh, Prism Stalker, number one. Um, this is about a young woman raised on a different planet from the one that she was born on, which was pretty much turned into a, uh, kind of a slave colony. Not really, a, it's indentured servitude, so you can buy your way out. Um. So functionally a slave colony. Functionally, yeah. Um, but what really drew me to this book was because they, uh, compared it to Sailor Moon and the stuff that David Cronenberg puts out. And I'm like, well, how does that work at all you got david cronenberg and my sailor moon you got sailor moon and my david cronenberg things are getting weird basically david cronenberg would be all over that literally getting stuff into other stuff yeah yeah that's that's why i'm intrigued by this okay it seems like it's gonna be odd and i like odd, odd is good. and also pretty colors <laughs> yes sailor moon come on yeah all right i have a trio of things um like Eternity Girl, there are new volumes of the previous Young Animal books spinning out of Milk Wars. Um, and if you're interested in Eternity Girl, there is an Eternity Girl backup that is going to run through all the Milk Wars books. Uh, it's just gross. Oh, you know, you're going to have to keep a straight face when we talk about Milk Wars. I'm not going to have to, no. I'm it's not. utterly readable. <laughs> Filled with so, lactation. Wait, oh, no. See, then I'm, nah. You're going to have to warn me if that shit happens. New books. Cave Carson has an interstellar eye, which is continuing. <gasps> nice. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Um, which, that book ended with him universe hopping and getting a new version of the mall so he could keep doing that kind of thing. That is the case here. Also, he has a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it called Panel Ilogy? Uh, uh, no, that's actually Isla Fisher's podcast. <laughs> but for real? No. Oh. <laughs> Can we make money off that? So this is going to be... Yeah. This, this shit going to get meta. He starts a podcast and then goes spelunking in a black hole. Okay. Uh, next up is Mother Panic, Gotham AD number one, which takes, again, fallout of, all of these are fallout of Milk Wars, uh, takes Violet Page from Gotham City into a Gotham City ten years in the future without a Batman. Okay. Um, which I think will be cool. And all of these I think are keeping, as far as I can tell, are keeping the same creative teams that they've had before. So they're just new volumes with new titles and new number ones. But continuing on. Shade the Changing Girl becomes Shade the Changing Woman. Okay. Um, Shade finds a new body and a new identity to take on and moves on to doing new things. And a lot of these... Uh, uh, it's like a dramatic hum, though. Like it's building to a crescendo that Alex is about to reveal something amazing. And then oh, it's you just better hurry. Pass. It's building. Hold on. No. I was going to say, a lot of these solicitations are kind of vague, and in the fallout of Milk Wars, there's a funny Bullia Bays pun in it, though. Fuck of Milk Wars. <laughs> you made it even worse. That's hilarious. And then you started talking about Bullia Bays, and it was like, oh. <laughs> the fog of Milk Wars. Anyway. You go. Oh, okay. Um... It's building. Oh. Shit, hold on. No. It's like every John Carpenter theme ever. So, yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. Huh. So mine is uh, Weapon X. Oh, it's X, too late. Or, not Weapon X, Weapon H number one. Yeah. Which spun out of Weapon X. It did. It did. It, it spun out of Weapons of Mass de Mutant Destruction. Which was? Mutant. 
a crossover in Weapon, Weapon X. X and all these other books. Yeah. yeah. Um, it it was Weapons of Mutant Destruction was really, really good and it had a lot of consequences that haven't yet paid off. I have a question, um, mostly by virtue of staring at Mike as I think about this. <laughs> Whoa. Um <laughs> Was What's part of the creation face? of Weapon H the product of an irradiated tube of preparation? Yes. Well, I was going to make a preparation joke. There. Okay, cool. Yeah. I beat you to it. You, you did. should have been more I just prepared. Like, I figured I disrupted enough, so, so I wasn't going to do that. So, no. But maybe. <laughs> I was also wondering why it wasn't going to be called Weapon Y. There was a bit of Old Man Logan in there, so it's I possible. Bet, I bet you a big, hulky Wolverine has really bad hemorrhoids. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what killed most of them. It's called Weapon Huh? <laughs> Over-clinching. Yeah. That's why, over-clinching. That's why Hawkbrand's immortal. Oh, yeah, when they were... Okay, Milk Wars throws you off, but you can say over-clinching with no problem. Yeah. Hawkbrand's immortal because he just keeps it loose and relaxed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get to see the the one thing that came out missed of... missed a thing. Weapons of Mutant Destruction that... That is going to have a future, and that is the creation that they finally were successful with. I'd say spoilers, but it's getting its own spinoff, so yeah, it's hardly yeah. a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they made one. There we go. It's the hot Weapon Highlander. <laughs> That's what yeah, the H is for. Pretty much. There can be only one. Um, it's better to burn out fade away. Unless you're Luke Skywalker. Keep going. It's is that the end? Yeah. No. Oh, oh that's, that's, Alex has another book. Okay. That's oh, it I've for me. More. On uh, to you, Alex. All right. Um, the <laughs> Magnus is trade is out, and if you did not read this, and you did not read this probably, or there would be more issues of it than six. Uh, pick up this trade. It's very, very good. Okay. Which one is it? I'm sorry. Magnus. Magnus. Oh. Um, robot robot hunter, but now robot therapist. <laughs> okay. Um, the art in this book is just absolutely gorgeous. It's Jorge Fornes, who, it's just the super detailed... This is still a Valiant art. book, or...? Uh, no, Dynamite. Dynamite has Dynamite a, has the license now. Okay. Yeah. All the, like, Magnus and Red Circle, not Red Circle, that's Archie. Magnus Solar. and Solar and Turok. Okay. And, uh, oh... Woman in leopard bikini who mag uh, oh. uh Sheena Sheena Easton yeah <laughs> Angel of the Morning now those are all different things yeah. yes um, just Sheena oh. hey here's what we both wanted movie. to put on our list Gideon Falls yeah which I will never and not struggle with calling Gravity Falls probably yeah that's probably gonna be a very big problem with us get ready for it. <laughs> Coming Jeff Lemire March, and Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah, that's a team up. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, it is about a reclusive young man who is obsessed with conspiracies and finding out what's going on with this washed up Catholic priest who shows up in town. <laughs> basically a shitty neighbor who stares yeah. out the window at you a lot. Great. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good. Nobody has those. It's described as rural mystery and urban horror. We colliding. are those, Mike. Oh, fuck. You're right. <laughs> the renters. 
<laughs> oh, I was going to make a kill, to kill a mockingbird joke, but Boo Radley. We are all Boo Radley here. We are all Boo Ra. Hey, Boo. I love that book. What? I called all my kids Boo for that reason. So we mentioned earlier that Guardians of the Galaxy is spinning off into this Infinity Countdown event. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be an Adam Warlock one-shot that I think hits in February. Then in March, there's Infinity Countdown Prime in the beginning of Infinity Countdown the five-issue miniseries. And this was going to be just issues in Guardians, and they kind of broke it out into its own thing and made it a little bigger. So, Right. Uh, it's very much picking up what's going on with the Infinity Stones that have been reappearing and are like giant monolithic Infinity Stones now instead of little pebbles. Um, Infinite power! Any mini living space. Like there's, a, <laughs> there's a scene in this week's Guardians where... Uh, uh, Peter's able to just put his hand on the stone and hold a rock and crush it into charcoal and he leaves Drax behind and Drax picks up that charcoal and puts his hand on it and crushes it into <laughs> diamond nice um, so it's like you just touch and hold the thing and you are it's like the weirdest version of hands on a hard body <laughs> uh, not here's... so weird I can think of weirder Here's one to make us both excited and sad. Okay. Amazing Spider-Man number 797. Yeah, I didn't even want to put this one on my list because I was like, Ugh. It's going to be very good, it though. It is going to be very good. It's also called Go Down Swinging, which yeah. we could make inappropriate jokes about and probably will. And will. And Thwip, absolutely Thwip. will. Uh, yeah. But it sounds from the solicitation copy like this is Dan Slott's last Spider-Man Yeah, story. it does. So... Uh, it is Peter versus Don't the go, Green Dan. Goblin and a new Red Goblin. Yeah. Uh, new Mutants, Dead Souls number one. Red Goblin. Yum. <laughs> All right, two more. We can do it. We're almost there. New Mutants, Red Souls number one is the first of a six-part miniseries about the New Mutants, written by Matthew Rosenberg and drawn by Adam Gorham, who drew the most recent Rocket book. I really knew at this point... After 30-something years, are they really it's new? It's just the designation for that team. <laughs> also, mutants is what it should be called now. Magic, Wolf's Bane, Richter, Boom Boom, and Strong Guy. <laughs> okay. That's the roster. Yeah. yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. It's Matthew Rosenberg. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be oh, good. If he writes it, I will read it. Right. Matthew Rosenberg. Is that the, the, yeah. kids. Is that the same dude? Matthew. Okay, right on. Yeah. God, did that finish, by the way? Yeah. Yes. It was you our have, number two. Is it in there? Yes. I don't know. Okay. All right, last one. Yeah. If you enjoy Jeremy Whitley writing about pirates. Then we have a treat for you. In addition to Raven the Pirate Princess, which is also... <laughs> good, good book. And will also be out in March more issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sea of Thieves, number one, which is the comic book tie-in for the Sea of Thieves video game. So excited. So excited. I... See, I know very little about the Sea of Thieves video game other than the fact that I'm not going to be able to play it, except... I know very little about it other than that I want to look at a banana the same way. Right. Yeah. Banana crunching pirate. Is that what you just said? Specifically yes. crunching. Crunch. Yes. Yeah. We'll explain when you're older. It's fine. <laughs> Probably not. I, um, I enjoy the age of that now. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. That's it's, some Titan. It's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be a good book. So... That's that's it. We made it. We survived. Oh, snap. That's I did it. my best to not let you survive. You did. 
You did do You're that welcome. thing. You've thrown everything you can at us except one more thing. Do you know what time it is, Mike? No. Is it no. time for... No. The long no, it's box. Not. Book report. <clears throat> it's a long box. Book report. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I set him up just so I could say fuck you to him. Because uh, I'm sure he's the one who put this in the box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, one more day. Batman and Aquaman and Brave and the Bold. They're fighting Nazis. How, how how bad can it be? The Nazis don't show up until like page twenty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this book is like reading two fourteen-year-olds dressed as Batman and Aquaman, brooding. That was Batman back in the day, my friend. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like. That 16-year-old who thinks he's super woke and is just <laughs> so, so worried about the fate of the world and geopolitical tension. Yes. And that's Batman. Yes. And yeah. the other one is that 14-year-old who just thinks everyone hates him. And that's Aquaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who was reading the book at the time. <laughs> and yeah. Batman is like... And it's it's Jim Aparo art. The art is the best thing about the it. The art is beautiful. The art is the best thing about it. Love this. the art. But you do get these, and they are, I know they're a product. Of oh, yeah, you get yeah. these pages that are just Batman with like Shatner-esque fist in front of him, just so in pain at the idea that the Cold War won't continue indefinitely. You said Jim Aparo. <laughs> I mean, that's what he draws. Yeah, no. um, him and Neil Adams, man, they love that look. And they're like some of the some of the political stuff in this book is so weird. <laughs> it's so because it's not hey maybe we should de-escalate <coughs> nuclear tension. It's no no the nuclear tension is great. We want to maintain it so that neither of us can kill each other. We want all the bombs. No one has problems with nuclear proliferation. This it's just one of them might figure out how to tell how many bombs the other one has. <laughs> um, that could be bad. What year is this book? Seventy something. 76, 77. Let us find out. Mm-hmm. Post taste. 76. Okay, so I was a seven-year-old child reading this book. <laughs> the centennial of our nation's birth was marked by Batman and Aquaman maintaining Cold War status quo. Nice. There is only one Bold derriere chance. in this. Aww. Um, is you, it good? You briefly see the caped crusaders took us as he is diving down underwater and his cape poofs up a little bit. Um, I'm not saying there was a bat fart. Were there bubbles? What I am saying is a bat butt is a flat butt. Aww. That was a funny part in the Batman book. This, no. Was it this week? It's like, people don't change. It's, I have a bat tank, a batarang, a bat tank. That yeah. was good, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Some people change. Some people don't. Right. This was a book that exists and that I read and that was just so weird and dated. So weird and dated. It's the 30-year-old book, sir. Over that. It's a 40-year-old book. There's a 42-year-old book. Yes. Jesus. And that is not the answer. (laughs) (laughs) This This is where everything we have today came from. Boy. Howdy. Came, this is where everything we have today 
managed to come from despite itself. Were you talking Jim Aparo was still doing Batman when uh, the first Robin I mean, died? Writing, he was still doing the art for Detective when the Robin died. And the is not the problem with this book. No. That book, that de- next Detective after he died was superb. So, uh, do Art-wise. I get to roll a die, or is this just on you? I mean, it's got to be just Jen, it's, right? It, yeah. Fuck. Damn it. Fine. Talk about rocks. I mean, you could roll a dice and get me, and then I'll come on next week just to talk about the long box report. But that seems silly. Yeah, that seems silly. Damn I'd rather it. just Damn torture it. Brian. Just, if we can't torture Brian, there's no point. Why don't you just pick a book for Brian for being out this week? <laughs> I would want to roll the die just to be sure. Okay. All right, so rocks. Paper. I understand that when you were younger, Mike, rocks were still dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, some of them turned to oil, but yeah, some of them stayed in rock form. If you're missing your friends, would you go to Rockhounds and Relics to pick up their fossilized remains? Of course I would. Absolutely. Correct answer, yes. Go there and buy many things, including beads. And bracelets. Wow, you're really bad at this. I don't so know what they have. So my sister just ordered some new oh, rings that are fucking gorgeous. Oh, oh they are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, they are pretty much plain tungsten-looking bands. Yeah. In various colors, she has uh, the the ones specifically that I want are in either brushed nickel or black. Mm-hmm. And they're Batman rings, and they're spectacular, and I need them. That would be a Spider-Man ring. If she got a Spider-Man ring out, I also need that. Um, but she also has, she's getting the Superman rings that will be in in time for Valentine's Day, if anybody celebrates that, um, that are gold, blue, red, and silver. Cool. With the Superman symbol on them. Nice. They look gorgeous. They, they're are all, so they look really good. nice. They're so good. And how do you find her page? Is it a Facebook thing only now? She has Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Rockhounds and Relics Trading Co. Go there. You can go to her store and get the things in person. I'm just thinking many of your listeners don't live in the area. It's true, but those okay. who do should go there. And yeah. if you want them, you know, trek to Georgia, I don't I don't think that's a bad yeah. idea. Totally. Are you letting people stay in your house? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. I mean, hey, people. <laughs> this is a general rule. Visit here. It's great. Yeah, go to Atlanta. See the Ferris wheel. What did you What did you pick? There's a Ferris wheel in Atlanta. Huge one. Yeah. You're just being silly, right? No. Oh, Where's this Ferris? What? Centennial Olympic Park. Yeah. I would never go there. I'm just never in that part of town. Okay. Well, this yeah, is behind the Tabernacle. It's great big, huge Ferris wheel. Can't miss it. Go downtown. Is it named Carol? No. <laughs> Carol Ferris, yes. So I got... What'd you get? Blood Brothers, the prelude to Blood Strike. Which is... Rob Liefeld! Is it? Yeah. So it says on the um... <laughs> Also, it's an image book with blood in the name twice. Who else is it gonna be? Hold on. There's more. Blood Blood. <laughs> the, the little... There's like a little... Tag... Blood Shoulders. There's a tagline in the... I in the image, spleed. in the image logo that says "Rub the blood." What? <laughs> Come on! Rub the blood. Uh, creator plot and layouts by Rob Liefeld. Ooh, pencils by Dan Fraga though. Still Fraga. Still. I hear Fraga rocks. Which is a 
just a made-up name for Rob Liefeld. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Um, the script is by Eric Stevenson. So it's created by Rob, but not written or drawn by him. It's plotted and broken down? Is that what it says? Yeah. So basically, he said, here's an idea, and I've done these page layouts. You guys draw it and write okay, the words. Okay. That sounds awesome. Good luck, oh, baby. Aren't you glad you didn't let me pick? Boy. Oh, boy. I can't. Look, the colors are good. The box has to be getting low at some point, right? It, no, it's still got still so many. We have like oh. three more years worth in there. Are you ah, kidding? That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, don't touch my box. Okay. I. You especially, because we've managed to get most of the war hmm. books out by now. I love those. So the color, You're not on the show anymore. The colors of Damn this it. book are Byron, Tal- Byron Tallman? Sure. And Brian Murray. And I have to say, those are pretty. Those are really pretty so far. I will let... Ooh, yeah, they're really pretty. Um, but Byron there is Murray's some... Byron Murray's related to Steve Murray. Some real... There's butts immediately. There's some real Liefeld art in here, though. Good. Quantum sleeves? <laughs> yeah, actually. Are they there or are they not? Is it a tank top or is it a short sleeve? I don't know. You don't either. It's a tankini mini mini mo. There's a lot of butts. Okay, this is going to be okay. <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, good, but it's going to have butts. So we're all right. All right, for those of you still with us. <laughs> Two hours later. Two hours later. Two hours later. <laughs> all right, we're putting this one out of its misery. Poor uh, show. Brian will be back next week. <laughs> Our theme music is the Spontaneous Soccer Union by The Fish Who Saved the Planet. We'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, or on Radio Public. Yeah. Uh, you can visit us at panelologypodcast.com and listen to us there, or see where to follow us on Twitter, or to submit questions for us. If yeah. you have questions, send them our way. Indeed. Uh, you can read the archives of Clearing the Backlog. I am free at last and am only averaging one trade a day for this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I don't have to write about him. Ha! All right. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Mike. <laughs>